0: I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. So good, so good, I got a year. Oh! I feel nice the sugar and spine. I feel nice. Sugar, and spice. So, nice. so nice. I got you.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to GCP this time on a Wednesday night. It is our return to WCW two thousand. With the one and only Mr. Chris Wilson. Hello, Chris.
2: Hello. It's good to be back in the year 2000, I think. Actually, yeah, I I regret saying that already. No, it's not. Bloody hell.
0: Yeah,
1: sadly, we're in the year 2022. Petrol prices are um, shooting up. Um, I'm struggling to get winners at Cheltenham. Same old shit. Yeah. Yeah. How have you been anyway since uh, we got banned?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, I'm say <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm 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 doing all right. Yeah, it's ah, uh, uh, glad to be on this uh, new version of the podcast, the Great Crab Podcast, as I'm going to call it.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, the uh, good content providers.
2: Yes, we are indeed. <laughs> so it's, it's like KFC or WWE; you can stand for whatever we want.
1: Yeah, yeah. My my uh, my explanation of it all uh, of the name is uh, I always remember a conversation I had with um, Desmond Xavier of um, MSK fame in in the Stanley Arms of all places. I said I asked him, "What does JML stand for?" Because over here it's a, you know range of cleaning products, <laughs> and he he just come out with the answer. It can stand for whatever you want, but I'm not telling you why it stands for. So, yeah. That's where the idea for GCP's come from.
2: And we're not telling you what it stands for. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've now so, I've, 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 I've got those JML mops in my head now. What does JML yeah, even stand for? Oh, that's what it stands for. Apparently it stands for John Mills Limited.
1: John and Mills you know. Limited. Yeah. So, so for all these years, Sammy Callan and the Rascals were all part of John Mills Limited.
2: Yeah, they were. <laughs> so those squeegees.
1: Who default it? Thumbs up, thumbs down. So, um, well, WCW two thousand. We're still in the uh, Kevin Sullivan uh, <clears throat> period of things, aren't we, Chris?
2: Well, we are because I assume we're about to go through all the night shows and funders beforehand. So, uh, so Vince Russo got fired the day before at Sold Out two thousand after suggesting Tank Abbott should win the world title. And uh, now on a ad hoc booking committee headed by Kevin Sullivan, which causes loads of problems in and of itself quite quickly.
1: It it certainly does. There's a lot of to in and fro in on these shows with um, who's the commissioner? Kevin Nash, when he can be asked, Double J Jeff Jarrett, who takes his place as commissioner, and Kevin Nash returns. And then Jeff Jarrett, who's commissioner again.
2: Because Kevin yeah. just can't be fussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I, I, I think he's got poorly thought. He thinks, "Fuck it, I'm going to go home for a while," so he gets a good time around the head, and that's going on. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just collecting his big fat paycheck, and who who can blame uh, Big Kev? Mm, absolutely not. And then, meanwhile, uh, the world champion going out sold out 2000 was Chris Benoit. But uh, due to Kevin Sullivan going coming in as commission uh, as a um, booker, and Chris Benoit being oh hang on a minute, I uh, married your wife. Um, he, he probably realised the writing was on the wall there, and uh, as a result, he he left, vacated the title, and uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Perry Saturn, and Malenko left with him,
1: and and left um Shane Douglas.
2: <laughs> yes, who also wanted to go. But then he realised, oh, hang on a minute, I was Dean Douglas. <laughs> uh, and Vince McMahon fucking hates me, because I am a gobshite. I think I'll sit at home as well. Yeah, yeah. during this period, I didn't see him on telly, old uh, Shane Douglas. He doesn't reappear now until uh, Russo Bischoff restart. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he's basically sat at home uh, collecting a paycheck, because he, doesn't, he didn't want to be in WCW anymore, but... I think he just tried to carry himself by uh, riding on Radical's coattails and WWF just wasn't having any of it.
1: Right. Ooh. Um, So let's go through the Nitros and most of the funders. I've got to say this is a longer build-up than what what we had to sold out. This was like eight episodes of shite.
2: (laughs) Because I I think... Sold out, if I remember rightly, was like in the second week of January. And then this yeah. isn't until about the 20th of February. So we've literally, I think there's about overall 12 episodes of TV to get it between the two, which is a long fucking slog, especially in the position WSW was in at the time. Yeah.
1: You you compare the, their TV to what WWF were doing at the time.
0: Mm. It's
1: night and day. like. WWE has got the radicals. He got Triple H, is Jack on in this like period.
2: Yeah, like yeah, like like the Rock has like really stepped up uh, to replace Steve Austin as like the number one guy as well. And yeah, meanwhile, on, on here, you've got a bunch of also vans just flopping about everywhere. Yeah, and, and the, the, it's all the
1: so wheel, wheeling out Flair, Luger, Hogan.
2: Yeah, all of Knops. them. Yeah, all of them that were sent home, to of Vince Russo, whatever. Bloody hell, have all wheeled back here. And it's like it's like um, TNA
1: Impact in 2010 when Hogan took over. If it, it felt like it,
0: yeah, absolutely, it did, it did, didn't
1: it? Because when, when you see like uh, I think one of the matches that is on these uh, like TV shows is it's Hogan and Flair. Mm. Like ten, you you, you think. I know this is 2000, but they've still got another WWF run, WWE running them. Still yeah. got a TNA run
2: them. <sighs> but it's crazy to think even back then. I mean, they were already both in their 40s, but even back in 2000, we're thinking, bloody hell, you're old. You should step aside, put someone new over, and then fuck off into the sunset. And here they are. And, you know, bear in mind, they will have a match. Do they have a match in TNA? There they had certainly a match few- Raw. They certainly feud in TNA in, in 2010. So there's mm-hmm. literally 10 years still. Oh, they did that whole tour of Australia, didn't they, as well?
1: Yeah. I will, I will try to work out where, where's the Yappa Pie strap match? Is this in WCW?
2: It's next month at Uncensored. Oh,
1: fucking yes. You,
2: go. <laughs> you got that to look forward to.
1: I, I think it's the main event because I, I did look through the. Uh, the card, okay, it's another 11-match card again. Uh, no,
2: but we'll get to that in a couple of weeks' time.
1: Fucking hell. The Yappa Pie! The <laughs> Yappa The fucking Yappa pie. Oh, dear. Anyway, January 17th, 2000. There was a... Pro- well, this is Kevin Nash's first episode as commissioner. title has mm-hmm. been vacated. There's, there's a promo by Stevie Ray and uh, Big T, Ahmed Johnson. Mm. Um, Stevie Ray talking about Cracker Jack fruit booties. Yeah. Care to elaborate on what one of them could be?
2: I, I don't know. I don't have Google Translate in front of me. <laughs>
1: um, Ahmed Johnson starts doing a promo as well.
2: How do you think that went, Chris? Um you know, like at the beginning of Rick Steiner's theme song, he goes, "Welcome to a dog pond It's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" It sort of like sounded like the "oh, oh, oh, oh", oh bit. Yeah, it's
1: yeah, he's, he's very much like the promo of um,
2: the War Zone game. Yes. Oh God, that thing! I remember that now. You, you, you can tell this was like one of Vince Russo's hires. You know, like a, one of his, his final hurrah was to bring in Ahmed Johnson for it built <laughs> out the door. Yeah.
1: He's, he does sign a lot of people who the WW, he, he was under his jurisdiction in WWF. Yeah.
2: 98,
1: he does sign a lot of them people.
2: It does, yeah. And what's amazing here is, um, so he has a match against Booker T and it's Nitro. Yeah, it and, is, yeah. And Booker T just absolutely dominates him, in all fairness. Like, already, they're just thinking, well, bloody hell, well, we've got him now. He's clearly out of shape. He's, like, getting knackered after a minute. And uh, yet he still gets the pin, because like Booker T just basically, it's all him on the fence for like three minutes, then mm-hmm. Steve Ray with a slapjack, Big T struggles to roll over to pin him, and uh, and yeah, gets a win.
1: Yeah, it, it was it was a pretty quick match, similar to the one that's on the actual pay-per-view itself.
2: That, yeah, but i will say it's amazing, though, after like 12, 14 episodes of TV, we actually come back to this matchup with pay-per-view, which, yeah, you've been very circular. But I must say, overall, this episode of Nitro I thought was pretty decent for an episode of Nitro in the latter days of WCW. Ooh! If, if, if there was one match I know you didn't like, which I would thought was all right actually.
1: I think it's one I thought off on um, on Twitter, but uh, we'll get we'll get into that in a moment. Yeah, um, sure. Oh, yeah. So uh, one of Scott Steiner's ladies is um, actually Major Guns. Um, Ron and Don Sorry. Harris have started hanging around with the NWO. Now, one of my notes here is I'm surprised they're not in that control your narrative promotion.
2: Give it time. There will be. Give it time, yeah. Did, did you see the rules of that? I think uh, I got sent in, in a group chat earlier today, so I think there's, like, all sorts of different rules for this, control your narrative, uh, like, in the matchups. There's, yeah,
1: in it, in it number six? Like, you're not fighting against someone, you're fighting, you're fighting... with
2: yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know you could do that. But I'll say, I you know, punched myself in the face a few times, and I've controlled my narrative apparently. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love this. So, like, rule not one, you are in control. Rule two, all caps, you are in control. Rule five, no super kicks. Yeah. Well, wait, yeah. what? Well, what if, in order to control my narrative, I've got to do lots of super kicks? What if super kicks are my narrative? What then, Ethan Carter III? Third?
1: There was about 30 people turned up to one of their, um, to their shows, weren't it?
2: Uh, yeah, it looked, like, um, ISO, it looked like, from the photo uh, I saw, it looked like the fucking fiddle in Cheltenham.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, plus no one wanted to go in that closet and tell Austin Aries is a short ass. You know that, <laughs> what, what was it, the buddy, um, you know where you could shout at a wrestler for five minutes? Yeah, and, yeah,
2: but about say say whatever you want. I mean, if I, I mean, I wouldn't pay to do that anyway. But if I did, I think the worst thing you can do to a wrestler like that is just go, "Ugh, nah, asked about you." You got no opinions either way about your pal and just walk off, and that would hurt him far more than kissing their ass uh, or yelling at him. Austin <laughs> like yeah. Aries, I mean, you're you're fine, pretty decent mid-tier ROH wrestler, but yeah, not that bothered yeah. really.
1: You got, you got a big pop at PCW, that's, that's all, mate. Yeah.
2: And then the yeah, web, yeah. And the, the went ding. Yeah, Austin's star didn't really work, but, you know, you've got to try these things sometimes. Yeah.
1: Um, what do we have here? Um, Maestro versus Tank Abbott. Um, Tony Schiavone with the line. All tanks victories have been train wrecks. Thanks and Tank. Yeah. tank- Tank wins in under 10 seconds and then Meng and Tank Abbott have a stare down, which I don't... Did did they end up having a match then too?
2: No, I I want to... I I think they pivoted away from that one pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, uh, because Norman Smiley were on the outside and then Meng, who was like you know, pally in a way (laughs)
2: Yeah, if they were sort of teasing a like a uh, and Norman Smiley or couple sort of tag team, I want to say like Ming probably got injured or something because I don't think he appears later on in this build, and I, I don't think we see him again until Russo bischoff era. Mm.
1: The um, you have Kevin Nash addressing the WCW roster. but mm-hmm. uh, oh. so, mm. you know like, when they bring all the all the roster out, you just it just shouts, this company's in trouble.
2: It does, yeah. I, they, they do this quite a few times now, heading up towards the end of WCW, and it didn't help that Kevin Nash was just quite clearly taking a piss during his promo as well. Yeah. So, like, like the commentators were trying to, like, sell it. as this, like, massive, oh, yeah, like, the tide has shifted in WCW, like, roaring the shit now, and Kevin Nash just, like, cracking old jokes from, like, 1960s sitcoms or something like that.
1: Yeah. He, um... So, yeah, so he says to, like, to Nate... I want to give you, like, a personality.
2: Oh, yeah, the Wizard of Oz routine, yeah. no uh, yeah. Norman Smiley wants to give you some coverage.
1: Oh, yeah, knobs a brain. Yeah. Uh, um, and Tank Abbott, a heart. A heart, that's um, so the one. Yeah. He he also offers the roster a rectal exam with Dr Jellyfinger and tell <laughs> him to put everyone in the ring. No, no, not, not to look at him and must refer to him as Lord Master.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it, the intention isn't there, but it was funny. In all fairness, just completely undercuts of the whole thing. But you know, it was funny.
1: Um, the tag match is on here: Uh Masicono and Super J, which is the for, is uh, Jeff Farmer, the uh, N.W. All Sting versus yep. Rick Steiner and Mike Rotunda. Um, Two minutes in, the crowd start chanting boring, and this match sucks. I put Chono and Super J winning an absolute plod.
2: Um, Yeah, this was the worst bit of the year of Nitro, in all fairness. It, I, don't it, think
1: it, Chono, I, don't, I don't think Chono and Super J were to be seen again, were they?
2: I don't think so, because I said on the, the sold-out recording that I didn't think Chono appeared again, which is obviously incorrect, but I yeah. think this was... His one and done. I don't think he does appear after this. Famous last words, I think. But yeah, I say you're right. They come in. They have this tag match. It goes on for way too long. This is quite a long match for a latter day night show as well. I think it goes about eight or nine minutes. Yeah. And yeah, then really he just pisses off back to Japan,
1: Look, looking like uh, one of the Chuckle brothers. Yeah. I don't think it looks like um, the one who's the one who's still alive. Can't remember his name now. Barry? No, not Barry. Paul? Paul Chuckle. Paul Chuckle. Yeah, he Paul's still
2: like alive. Yeah. When i Google the,
1: this now. When he has the sunglasses on, and when you've seen a picture of uh, Paul Chuckle, oh, with yeah, his, yeah. his glimmers on. Yeah, oh, Massachona is a spitter there, Paul Chuckle.
2: Phew, just confirm it's Paul still alive. Very good.
1: Yeah. So, um, also, they have Sid versus the wall. Um, Sid wins in four minutes, batters him, which is surprising. Ben, it, given the given the push that mm. the wall gets after this.
2: This was bizarre to me because obviously he also beat Kidman the night before, you know, at the end of This, triple, cage, yeah. this match, Sid versus Wall was not advertised at all. They just basically said, Oh yeah, Sid's having a match against the Wall next, which makes you wonder why they did this. If they mm. wanted Sid out there and just put him against someone else, this this was I know I know the wall wasn't great, but you know, this just didn't help him whatsoever. But very strange decision.
1: Yeah. Um, what's what else do we have? Oh, Scott Steiner, Swatting a fan. Yep. Um, Miss uh, Oh, Let's Luger having a match with uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, and uh, Mister Biggs comes out, and uh, the stuff with like Canyon getting involved, and Mister Biggs mm. is the former Clarence Mason.
2: Mm, of, uh, that's right.
1: Nation of Domination fame, and
2: was this as well? We just. Or oh, is this something else? No, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking back to the build up towards that where they just had Bigelow just like slam Canyon off from the stage and they didn't even shoot it properly. And then, yeah. then, then that was that. They did a big stunt. No one even noticed, moved straight on.
1: Yeah, so he's now um, Champagne, Chris Canyon, and he... Canyon. Yeah. So
2: CCK. They...
1: CCK, yeah. So they're having yeah. that. Um... So it, it was a little bit of a feud, but not much because. They just move away from it. like straight straight away again. Um, DDP beating Buff Bagwell after shenanigans with uh, a pa- Kimberly Kimberly Page. Um,
2: she was the ref, wa- I believe, on this one. Yep.
1: Yes, yes, she was the ref. What wa- I did put down. It wasn't as good as the um, pay per view match. Uh, no. A bit too overbooked.
2: Yes. Yeah. Definitely. It it was a perfectly decent Nitro main event, though. Um, thunder
1: now. Now, here's a match from WWF nine, straight out, out of 1990 on a Thunder in 2000. Jim Duggan versus Kurt Henning.
0: Yeah,
2: it was. And uh, and by, by corrective thinking, no one wanted to put each other over, so it just went to a no, cont- no contest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're fucking down, like, lads. You're you, Jim Duggan and you Kurt Enig in 2000. One of you put the other one over, or you? Bloody Jim hell. Dug-
1: Jim Duggan's in his, like, um, caretaker gear. Yeah. And uh, Kurt Enig. <clears throat> yeah, I think point, it, Not arse phase.
2: Yeah, I so say, I think he'd just finished his powers up B stooge sort of stint. And yeah, now he's doing fuck all. Yeah. The,
1: the, it ended up with Duggan hitting uh, Mickey J. Um, yes,
2: that's right. With a two by four with and the two just by four. and that's it. Jim Duggan said "ho," and everyone went home happy.
1: Yeah, ho, ho, home. <laughs> um, yeah, I like three count turning up a bit more now. Um, during during this period, we'll get into get into them uh, later on. There yeah. was a match on this Funder Battle of Former Mates: Berlin versus the Wall, brother.
2: Which, I can't even remember those too far out, in all fairness.
1: No, I can't, I can't remember.
2: No, I, I think they just, we, we, they put the kibosh on like Berlin's push after, I think it was Halloween Havoc 99, and it all sort of went to shit after that. I think <laughs> like Russo didn't like the gimmick or something like that. And yeah, so they split the war off from him, and yeah, now Berlin's here just jobbing to the war in about three minutes.
1: He would. He, Berlin was just starting off his new gimmick when um, Lou Forou turned up, weren't it? Yes, oh, he, that's right, yeah. On Lou Forou's weird weekends. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it f- fell on its arse. And uh, so did Berlin during this match as he uh, tried to go for a springboard crossbody, but just slipped, fell right on his arse. Chokeslam, one, two, three. <laughs> Dumb. Um, Oklahoma relinquishes the cruiserweight title.
2: Yeah, hey, I, I I love how, you know, v the, the booker, or writer at this point, doesn't even get to do the job. He, he he writes himself to win the world title and vacates it. I'm sure that won't happen again in WCW. Yeah,
1: he they try to push him here as like an advocate for all like the cruiserweights and what have you and Probably be, more
2: because like he was demeaning how a woman held it, and now he wants to give it back to the cruiserweights.
1: Yeah, 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 and, and demean them as well. Yeah, uh, Ed Ferrara, what a knobber!
2: He, he did very well for himself, considering you know he had no talent whatsoever.
1: Yeah, well, with this, um, Medusa actually come out during the promo and said. Um, Instead of saying re- relinquish, she said relinquish. Nice. Um, totally, totally fucked up. I, I think I've got um, an note later on about Medusa. Was she that
2: good? No, I don't think she was.
1: T- take away. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, not... uh, st- stuff with the dangerous alliance. That that maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe bits of Alundra plays, but
0: seventeen. 70- I,
1: I I would say about more sixty forty
2: or 70 30 of her career It wasn't good no i don't think it was her fault for the most part though because there just wasn't the women's talent there oh no either for, for them to like get the um get the good matches out of it but yeah i'd say she was not really adaptable to any other role either so she just sort of did nothing and she was in this weird place for a lot of us, WCW queer, especially where she's like a valet, but she wasn't, and then she'd have a, a run here, or there, and then she'd go away again. Because I think she now goes away after this until Bischoff and Russo. I think. Mm, I don't I think, think I, I think can think recall. So. I don't think I can recall her appearing again until April now.
1: Well, well, she has a match here with um, Sherry, she, mm. Sensational Sherry, who yeah. t- turned up for like a one-off. Matt. Yeah,
2: she did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, like I say, she was obviously manager of Harlem Heat once upon a time, but then she'd bugged off of WCW for years before this. So it was really random seeing her turn up again.
1: Yeah. They, they start doing a thing with um, DDP and like well, setting up a little bit of a feud, but uh, this must have been when they were, were they filming ready to rumble Yeah, They
2: were, yes. So uh, both of these guys basically go away because uh, for are busy finishing reshoots and everything like that.
1: Yeah, now Thinking though that th- this goes on for a, a few more, m- few more months. I know there's like a break, but then,
2: the- yeah. In- I mean, they, the t- uh, as we'll get into in April, turn all lot, They become friends again, and then enemies again, I and mean, then stay enemies. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's because like Ready to Rumble had a, like a really fast turnaround for like filming. Because bear in mind, they've gone from script to screen in about six months. Like literally at this point when like DDP and Canyon both go off screen, I assume for reshoots, the film's coming out in like six weeks after this. Such a quick yeah. turnaround.
1: Yeah. Um main, main event of um I think it's um, the well, the funder. You have Lex and Sid. This is big T and Booker T. The um
2: uh, Balport oh, ass in seats.
1: What what one thing one of my notes I put here the, the entrance music that they use on the network for Sid sounds like the opening theme
2: to Baywatch. It does, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. I don't even know what his old theme was supposed to be a ripoff of, which is why we've changed it.
1: I think it's that doom.
2: do, 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 new 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 new
1: do, 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 do. yeah that
2: one. But I didn't realize that was a ripoff.
1: Yeah, there's there seems to be a lot of musical changes on the network.
2: <clears throat> they increased quite a lot in in two thousand WCW as well.
1: Yeah, because we'll get into Ernest the Cat Millers. uh <laughs> yeah,
2: like a like a fat at a jazz circus. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, anyway, this match, um, fucking hell, there's about five minutes left in the show, and uh, with two minutes to go, we haven't had a lockup, just all four of them smozzing around. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nash comes out and shakes his head, Um then you have Big T hitting butter with Booker with a slapjack, Lex and racks Booker, and then uh, yeah, Lex and Sid wins. Nash shakes his head again, and he leaves. That was the match
2: good stuff i guess
1: <laughs> booker, booker t once again best thing about a well, lot of stuff
2: yeah just just most things really it's yeah but, but i say he's basically the workhorse of a company at the minute it feels like we try and get oh, well we'll get into it i try and get a couple of other people to be cover workhorses you know like to replace like your bengwires and malencos but it is Booker t it's yeah. far away the best in ring wrestling, WCW now.
1: So, to be honest, he's he's got to eat a lot of crow, on it uh, Before you know, actually becoming the mm. you know the star he does. They, they try to yeah. make him at the like the Russo and um, Bischoff era of things. Mm. And so, twenty fourth of Jan now, Charles got all returns. We'll get into a old, old old Razor later. Yep. Um, we have the Cruiserweight eight-person tournament beginning. This is the one with like Psychosis and Kazayashi, I think. This is like, the first match. Yes, that's right. Kid, yeah. Kid, 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 Romeo. Uh,
0: Kid is that,
1: Romeo? Is that one of all the bartenders' old names?
2: <laughs> Kid Romeo who has a couple of matches around this time, but he doesn't actually debut in WCW until the year after in the Cruiserweight Tag Team Tournament, which is a weird one. I've completely forgot about this.
1: Yeah, and then you just have all the usual muckus in that. Um, oh, I, Prince who we'll get into later as well. He, it's I think it's built around him and Lash LaRue. Yeah, but the, but
2: the cruiserweight weight Well, the cruiserweight title division has fallen a long, long way to what it was and once was.
1: Oh yes, um, yeah. even to has now been uh, the juice. Mm. So you say he's you all rip off of the Rock.
2: Yeah, so he's not asked anymore about, you know, wrestling decently. And yeah, you're just left with, like, your three counts, you know, and, and all that, like, who are OK, but it's a far cry from Kidman, Rey Mysterio, and, uh, you know, Malenko, Jericho, and Ultimo Dragon and people like that.
1: Yeah. Um, also, in, like, in the back here, they always have different ladies with Scott Steiner and the NWO. One of them who turns up in a backstage segment here... Victoria, a WWE fame.
2: Correct, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think this is how she got to start.
1: One appearance.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think she's in WWE developmental very shortly after this. But yeah, so yeah. she makes an appearance here. I
1: think, I I, think, and I believe there's General, also... Sorry.
2: I think there's also... Uh, the internet's favourite, April Hunter, appears around here as well.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. April yeah. Hunter. Um, yeah. Who she everyone was always spo- in, in them magazines, weren't she?
2: Yeah, everyone always spoke about her. She always appeared in that WoW magazine, and I don't think That's I ever fun. saw her wrestle once.
1: Yeah, yeah, WoW magazine. That was, wasn't that more like um, FSM, what that turned into?
2: I think it did, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it's like, it was some precursor of that.
1: Probably because Bill, it's Bill, always like Bill Actor had turned up in them mags.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, WOW was more more kayfabe magazine than Power Slam was.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so April was always on uh, Medasia, Yeah, she was a yeah. permanent one. Um, Major Guns, she was, um, well, she transitioned into, um, you know, the, um, what are they called? Misfits in Action.
2: Yes, that's right, yeah.
1: Eventually. Um we have um Al Green, uh the former Master Blast of us is Tank Abbott. <coughs> Tank Abbott wins in ninety seconds, and this is where we get the first appearance of Big Al.
2: <laughs> oh fucking Al fucking So uh, Big they, Al they
1: have, they, have, they have Bobby Ean, and, I think, go over to him and you know, try and get the scoop and he were not he weren't give, for giving his name and
2: yeah,
1: what have you. Oh dear! They,
2: it's not even—it's not even that big, Big Al. Is, no, it,
1: it's
2: not. Is this like an ironic name? You know, like how, like, like these like um, films were like they call someone tiny and he's fucking massive. Do they call him Big Al because he's just like a really skinny bald lad with a bloody uh, leather waist jacket?
1: Like, like, um, tiny Lister in it.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 That's like that the opposite was... of that.
1: Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, we have Terry Funk and Bam Bam Bigelow in a good false count, anyway, match. I'll, I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, so this was after that the NWO had paid Bam Bam money to uh, take out Terry Funk, and it goes it goes awry. And and what's in this Terry Funk? Actually, it's a moonsault to the outside, pretty perfect, pitch perfect as well, which yeah, does, very too. rare for Funk.
2: Yeah, yeah, but say even in, even in his heyday, he never knew how to hit that m- moon salt, uh, with a correct alignment, shall we say? Yeah, was There's always a the, bit to the side.
1: Yeah, yeah, a bit
2: like Kidman shooting star press in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, yeah, a bit pissed. Um, yes. So the main event of this was uh, Sid versus Kevin Nash for the WCW title. But before this, Sid had to be like one of the Harris boys oh, to
2: get. Hell, yeah.
1: To, to get the chance at facing Nash for the title. But there's a storyline which comes on the next Thunder, which
2: he, pin, he pinned the wrong Harris boy. He, he meant to pin Don, but he pinned Ron, or Ron. something like that. He pinned the Ron guy. Yes. Don, 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 don. Yeah, dun, dun, dun,
1: dun.
2: yeah so, so eventually Sid
1: beat uh, beat one of the Harrises and faces Nash. Um, Jarrett tries to inf- interfere. Sid wallops him. Smacks Nash with the guitar. He couldn't use the um, powerbomb here. Yeah,
2: that's so, right. Yeah, uh, that was banned.
1: Yeah. He wallets Nash with the guitar and beats Kevin for the uh, title. That was until Thunder, where he gets straight to the title. All hey. right, And then has to fight um, Ron Harris. Yeah,
2: the one he didn't pin.
1: The one he didn't pin. And um, Kevin Nash
2: in a cage. Not not a cage either, Hell in a Cell. Or Caged Heat, as they call it. Cage yeah. yeah. Yeah, what a crap name. But yeah, Hell in a Cell match on Thunder, which is really... I'm not sure if you noticed watching these Thunders, but because they moved to Wednesday nights, you know, because basically SmackDown, absolutely what the ass, They yeah. made, initially, in these first few weeks when it went to 9.05 on a Wednesday, an actual effort to try and make people watch Thunder.
0: Mm.
2: It's like how... Like, Ric Flair, we'll get into it in a minute, obviously. Ric Flair re-debuts here on Thunder.
1: Yeah.
2: And Hulk Hogan reappears on Thunder. They do two Hell in a Cell matches uh, in consecutive weeks. I think there's, like, a cruiserweight... Uh, no, sorry, a tag-team title change done. They're like, they're, like, throwing everything at Thunder at a minute, which is really weird. Yeah. Because, you know, no-one watches watched that show anyway, even before it went to the shits.
1: Yeah, what, what one of the um stipulations actually in this match though? Um, Sid can only win the belt if he pins Nash and no one else. Um, in the end, oh, and he couldn't use the powerbomb either.
2: Yeah, powerbomb's yeah, still banned.
1: Yeah, so he ends up winning with the cross face to, to be oh, yeah, yeah, to win, to, win, to win the uh, WCW title. So, uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, well, the power bomb was just clearly uh, banned because Kevin Nash didn't want to take a power bomb. That's all. But I say it is the uh, master manipulator, or Kevin Nash is a uh, you know gone to Kevin Sullivan and gone. Yeah, I'm not taking it. Probably bad memories of when the giant power in at uh, sold out in 1998. And I'm gonna have to filibuster here because I think uh, Andrew has gone to the toilet. So. Uh, i don't know com. listen to my podcast it's about horror sequels prequels remakes and reboots uh and uh, next time we are looking at oh bugger i can't remember but yeah Long turn two was our latest episode check that out oh it's coming back
1: hello and um, the hermes driver not at the wrong house they wanted number 15
2: not number 13. <laughs> i'm thinking i've not ordered anything from hermes I'll be honest. I thought you like ordered pizza or something like that. Oh
1: no, no! Making me build yourself. I'm not fucking out for takeaway. Never bought a takeaway.
2: Have you not? Never. Oh, I don't know why that surprises to me actually.
1: No, well, never had a bought a takeaway to this house.
2: Yeah, but about say to the house. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. you have had you know stuff when you've been out and about. Obviously. But, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Never fancy making it myself cheaper, isn't it? So as well, just get the
1: jar of sauce.
2: Yeah, jobs yeah. are
1: good. Jobs are good. So, um, where did we end up, Chris?
2: Uh, oh, I I just advertised my podcast while you were gone, but it's um, we've just done... Uh, oh, yeah. Sid. Sid, Sid has won the title again for the second time in a week.
1: Yeah.
2: So, that's for WCW. Including vacations, uh, the WCW title has now changed hands five times in uh, 2000. And it's January 27th or something like that.
1: Yes, you you are correct, Chris. As um, next night on Nitro, Jeff Jarrett is now acting commissioner. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. And making his debut on commentary, replacing Bobby the Brain (sighs) England. I want to know where where did Bobby go to?
2: I think he stayed on Thunder. But I think they were trying to phase him out at this point. Right. I think they Um, wanted a younger, edgier, even shitter Jerry Lawler on on commentary.
1: Now, I will will say, Chris, probably back in 2000, when I was a a, a mark for wrestling, Mm -hmm. uh, let's say, I thought, I was thinking, Mark Madden, bloody hell, he's very inside terms. I like this sort of commentator and then you, you you go forward 20 years and watch this back mark madden is one of the most obnoxious commentators ever yeah he's, I... he's absolutely terrible you you can tell mike today and tony shivani are like can we have bobby back
2: yeah they bury the shit out of Mark showing super bowl uh, we, we might uh, get into a couple of the comments as we go along but yeah i tried to remember back to when i was a 12 year old at the time i want to say yeah, i thought it was an obnoxious prick back then as well yeah he's got a podcast now uh, which, most well, are, which which well
1: yeah everyone's got a podcast everyone's but, yeah.
2: got a podcast now but you know he is an american who supports liverpool that's all you need to know about the man
1: all right oh i didn't didn't know that but yeah, yeah. No, it's,
2: it, it's,
1: Bad commentator all over. You can te- you tell this has got Vince, Vince Russo. I, uh, I had this guy. Well,
2: he was there on the um, it was, it, WCW.com. He it, it was there for com for quite a few years. It's baffling because you'd think this is a Vince Russo decision, but obviously Russo has gone by this point. So I'm not sure if they're trying to think, oh, how do we be a bit more edgy? Yeah, we'll, we'll bring on the Instead guy who's outspoken. But he is. Awful. He, he never puts anyone apart from himself over, and you can tell that he's the type who you get late talking about striker, who probably spends his entire week writing one-liners for himself, and he just tries to cram them in whenever he can. And yeah. or, None of them are even good either. They're all absolutely witless and just ego-stroking.
1: I think Tanei mentions that on the actual pay per view. Like, oh, you're getting your ad lib in. You use that Oh, yeah.
2: One week. Uh, yeah another, another one of your ad libs you had planned. Yeah. That was the one where when yeah, during Vampiro uh, Kidman, when uh, Tori Wilson interferes and Madden crams in. Oh, does that make Tori Tori the Vampiro Slayer? And Mike is just like, fuck off, Mark Madden. Just fuck <laughs> off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Y- even at this time, you can tell maybe Siobhan is getting fed up with this.
2: Yeah. I think mean, this I, is
1: the point, isn't it? It
2: in it its yeah. But, uh, there were sort of strains of it in 1999 where you can tell Siobhan doesn't really believe in the product he's calling anymore. But come February 2000, he's really checked out.
1: Yeah. the, the When did he bring it? Scott Hudson comes in, doesn't he? Not so long after.
2: Yeah, but I want to say he's in by the time we get someone censored.
1: Yeah, easily enough. Yeah. Um, also on this, uh, we have an Harlem Eats segment where Mr Biggs informs Booker T that the rights to his entrance music are now uh, theirs. And Booker's T is also the property of Harlem Inc, which sets up a match at the pay-per-view for the rights to a big <laughs> T. That, that was the Simpsons thing, weren't it? There's yeah. Like as you're under a big, big
2: T, <laughs> god, yeah. And I always remember the uh, even Booker's music because it sort of sounded like a Jimmy Hart knockoff of Pop Goes a Weasel or something like that going forward, which I thought was quite funny.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah,
2: but yeah. How the hell does Booker T sign away for copyright to T but not Booker? I don't know. <laughs> Strange Trees rescues very early
1: not none of this makes sense WCW in 2000 um Tank um, Abbott Abbot, um beating another jobber this time Rick Fuller who looked mm. like um Brian Clark Adam Bomb um a tribute act
2: he did yes uh, I remember weirdly playing at him quite a lot in the WCW Thunder video game don't know yeah. why but yeah
1: did he have a good move set no <laughs> Um also on the show, Rhonda Singh, the former Bertha Fay, um, versus Mona, Molly Holly. Um, Oklahoma now proclaims himself the new head of the women's division. Um and has brought in like Bertha Rhonda as uh,
2: one of the main people. What women's division? (laughs) Who else is there apart from these two? Is like Medusa... Spice, was she wrestling a bit? No, I don't think she was. No.
1: Paisley wasn't.
2: No. Daphne wasn't. That's it. That's for your division.
1: Yeah. I don't think think Rhonda Singh were on for many many more times, was she?
2: I I think she might have one more match against Elizabeth uh, in the Russo Bischoff era. I think. But yeah. Well Elizabeth found a match. She had several. Oh. But we'll get uh we, 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 well, we'll get into it when we uh, get there, but saying that I think they wanted to justify paying Elizabeth so much money so they had her actually in the ring in matches, but they also found a way to avoid her taking any bumps or actually fighting. Right. It was a complete shit show. She had a cage match against Medusa. What? I know. <laughs> What the fuck! I did. I I, I
1: can't wait for this.
2: <laughs> God, that is going. That is going to be bad. We're, we're, we're into some absolutely chaotic mindfuck shit coming up in WCW.
1: Um. So anyway, Bertha pinned uh, Mona with um Oklahoma's help. Um. Yeah, Medusa as referee was terrible in this. Mm. Another, another stellar performance from the all <laughs> you know. oh, overrated. Anyway, Rick Flair versus Old Hogan was on this show and it was excellent. Until fucking Lex Luger got involved and caused the DQ. Really <laughs> absolutely really good match. Crowd were into it. They had the mm. buffer entrance as well. Um yeah, just just really. Really good. They just brought Hogan back, haven't they? We have. uh, with Jim, with Jimmy Hart, and they sort of died, didn't done an angle with like his cast. Um, Luger breaks his arm.
2: Yeah, we're seeing with a bit now where Luger starts breaking people's arms as well, which is the part of pent- his build up here.
1: Yeah, the Pentagon of his day, weren't it?
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Zero. 4 percent body fat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh yeah, we had we had everything in this match. O Organ's back in red and yellow. We also yep. had the. Uh, I think this was uh, from Buffer the biggest night in the
2: history of our sport. I didn't even catch that bloody Michael Buffer.
1: He he, he, he rinsed WCW of some money
2: didn't he? What a he, man! He rinsed everyone of money. Have you seen those Betfred adverts of him in a minute? Yes. He's fucking shitting them as well. How has that man made a living from being so shit? I, it's not even the, the best buffer. How did he get away with it? I think... He, there's
1: Bruce, it, there's Bruce, Bruce Buffer, Floor yeah. Buffer, and yeah. Michael Buffer.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> isn't Michael Buffer like, worth tens of millions of dollars as well? Yeah. How?
1: All through Let's Get Ready to Rumble, innit?
2: Like I know. It's fucking... If you want any proof that capitalism doesn't work, look at the success of Michael Buffer.
1: Wasn't it like twenty thousand an appearance? WCW were paying him. It, it might have some, been
2: even higher than that. In all, it was ridiculous, ridiculous. money.
1: Yeah, yeah. I re- I remember. Um, I don't think a, I've only seen him the once, which was doing um, a, a boxing event at the MA Arena, and you know it's great hearing that, hmm. but. But yeah, I can't yeah, imagine this in WCW.
2: And he did he, and he got the names wrong as well. Yeah, but say he, he didn't even do his notes properly, and he got you know, Brett Hitman Clark was a quite famous one. Just count some <laughs> absolute bollocks in the introductions as well, you know. Brett the Hitman
0: Clark. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but yeah, that that's um that's the T V. Shall we? <laughs> shall we get into the pay per view
2: if we um, must?
1: So this took place on February the twentieth, two thousand, from the Cow Palace, San Francisco, California, two hours forty nine minutes and twenty six
2: seconds. Yeah. Um. I so they've uh, been in the Cow Palace for several years in a row for Super Bowl, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you know this, but. This one, to me, seemed quite heavily papered. I didn't notice, no. There were a lot of people holding up signs for a certain radio station who I reckon they won tickets off.
1: WKBF, California,
2: 95.6. Yes, it, it was that. And, and all sorts of other people holding up WWF signs as well, like I'd rather be at, at Raw and, you know, and all that lot. I get feeling a lot of people didn't pay for their tickets here tonight.
1: It felt like a TNA show at the Manchester Arena back in the
2: day. <laughs> Wait, you didn't pay? I actually paid money for those tickets.
1: I, I paid money all the time for them TNA shows. And I'm like, where do these people get all the free tickets from? Or where are they? Yeah, I know. Yeah, we were doing it right, Chris.
2: And is it, I'm just thinking the only time I've had free tickets was, and I had to really, like dig deep was to get free tickets for five star rescue at Sheffield Arena.
1: Ah,
2: yeah, the one where you were doing the. Yeah, when where I did soldier the Soldier Boy. One, I, I did, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if, if I knew about the TNA one, I, sh- I should have lobbied a bit heavily and uh, got some free tickets out of that. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't to be. Wasn't 25 to be. quid, they cost me. It did,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. um So, uh, starting the pay per view, there's a 13 minute gap between the actual opening of the pay per view and the first bell. A um, lot of padding here by the uh, commentators. But I think to start this off, you have uh, Mean Gene hanging outers outside the commissioner's office, where all the uh, rest of the NWO and Steiner's ladies come out, and uh, Gene Oakland, the dirty old man, starts flirting with the women.
2: I mean, in his defence,
1: yeah, yeah, he would do.
2: It? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he's at the fair. age where is, is is geometric enough where he can get away with it as well. They just go, "Oh, you dirty old man."
1: Yeah, the um, so so we have Mike A. Shivani and uh, Madden on commentary. Uh, like I said, thirteen minute build. Now, I don't I don't know if you ever did any like video work back in the day at, um, at like college, university, Chris. But I don't, of my I, degree, actually, funny enough. How did you feel about the video graphics um,
2: here? They gave me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> They, so for anyone who hasn't seen it, they literally take about six still frames and we just keep cutting between them, like playing like one frame per, what, two seconds. And it's just a jumbled up mess. And for some match graphics as well, there's too many, they like have six frames to someone and then eight frames to someone else and it just goes out of sync. And yeah, it is so weird the way it's done. It's half fast last minute sort of thing, which is strange considering, you know, this is a 13 minute, 13 minutes before the first match. It was about 11 minutes before sold out before the first bell, but that's because basically the entire card had changed. Here, nothing had changed. No. So why they had a video package explaining the matches, then the commentators explaining the matches, then the commentators explain it again over match graphics, I've got no idea.
1: I would say, in terms of production values, WCW were always known as pretty crap, you know, for like Titan Trons as well. Yeah. They were ne- never good, um, and obviously with the um, mm. you know video build up here.
0: Yeah,
1: I think even God in 2022, I, I watched uh Raw the other night. Just yeah. yeah, just flicking through, see just seeing what's going on, and they seem to have got l- so lazy with Titan Trons. Now it's just basically sticking a name up or an yeah. outline of, pretty- of a wrestler. And in even, a
2: giant even,
1: screen, yeah. Even with the entrance music now, it's so so like muted in the background. So they've I'm... got like the commentators on like full volume, yeah. And it's just like this boom, 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 boom,
2: boom, boom, boom. boom.
1: It's just like a nondescript like tune, yeah, just playing oh, yeah. in the background, but it's very like muted.
2: I remember watching because I only really watch Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. It comes to WWE now, and I was so taken aback by the amount of times this generic music played up with Royal Rumble that's just gone. Yeah. And But it's for wrestlers that are new. It wasn't like just some new guy from like NXT that I had no idea about because I'd, I haven't followed it for years. But like, oh, yeah, here's this like really crappy music, but it turns out it's like Bloody Sheamus or someone like that. It's just like, what? Yeah. The, what? the
1: other, um, what was he called now? Commander Aziz uh, with um, Apollo crews, and hmm. they started using like like a lot of like CGI now. And th- he's got like two lion statues as he comes through like the entrance. And the thing was, as he was walking, he was walking in, in <laughs> into the CGI like lion structure. <laughs> so you're like a video game where you just hit a glitch in the wall.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Commander Aziz were doing that, going through like this um, <laughs> lion less less said. Less said about the match. It was him versus Um Olmos on uh, on Raw. Fucking yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, Ol- Olmos is the man who the who the pushing at the moment. It's like side absolute side of an else, but uh, I remember him having a match against each other on. You know when they were doing that Raw Underground stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I they, they ended up having a match in uh, in the actual ring itself and it, it wasn't good then. But almost is the guy the pushing more over uh Babatundi.
2: Babatundi.
1: That, that? Yeah, that was his uh, that was um Commander Aziz's old name,
2: Babatundi. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think I seem to remember that from the Greatest World Rumble when that happened.
1: Yeah. A few um, years ago now, yeah. But yeah, and it, just just saying about like production value. Now it's even now WWE, It's it, it's they, they, they seem to be seem it's, to do more CGI stuff than actually yeah. taking care in like entrance themes and that because everyone now, if, if you've got a great entrance thing, you'll end up playing it on your phone for weeks on end. I couldn't see myself like playing a, a WWF WWE yeah. theme tune. I know AEW gets shit, doesn't it, for some, some of their theme tunes, but at least some of them have got a, a hook to them.
2: They do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing with WWE now, they're just they're generic deliberate, de- deliberately, I think, is because they don't need to spend the money and try making things unique. They can starve that money away for shareholders instead. So, yeah, I think that's sort of what that is now.
1: Yeah. It's to think,
2: invest in WWE in any shape or form.
1: Yeah, I think as well to Massel Champions theme tune has uh, changed as well. That mm-hmm. got changed when he went onto the main roster for a couple of weeks and it yeah, again, it's just like it's just a nothing tune. But yeah. There, there mm-hmm. you go. There mm-hmm. you go. But well, yeah, the 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 video the video packages for um, yeah. Super Bowl two thousand, it's mm-hmm. much fish.
2: To bring it back around to WCW about production values, because I've listened to Eric Bischoff's podcast a few times, and he is full of shit most of the time. You know, it's always everyone's fault apart from his own. But there is, he did cite, you know, that there's a clear reduction in the production budget, Um, and that is something I can see on screen, compared to what 2000 looks like, compared to like 1998, and okay, you know, a lot of what they're doing... (laughs) You know, it's like the stage sets were just like still a bunch of cardboard cutouts and all, that lot, and all that lot. But you can tell the lack of care now. And I think that's a, a budget issue To, in, is in it, they just throw a lot of stuff out now, like with Super Bowl. And it just, thematically, it's just not fair. And it just looks cheap.
1: Is it, do you think it's sort of the thing, you know, like when a company's like asset stripping. Yeah. That, like when someone's planning to take over. So they're mm-hmm. like asset stripping. And then... Oh, the new owners are coming in and yeah. then but sp- spunkle all the money. It's a bit a bit
2: like that, isn't it? Yeah. I, I also believe Bischoff's line, you know, WCW lost $62 million in 2000. But I think a lot of that was to do with, in the wider turn of structure, then pu- putting bad debts into WCW because they knew it was on its final bloody... uh, Well, it was about to die anyway. So I, I do believe that as well, in all fairness. hmm
1: um, so yeah, we're getting to the first match now, which is a cruiserweight title final uh, with Lash LaRue, with the best mutton chops in the business, I would I would say, uh, versus the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea, um
2: mm. with Paisley, who's yeah. um, Queen Charmel now Hall of Famer. Oh, Hall of Famer, apparently. Don't know how that happened. Yeah, they've literally just run out of people to induct. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. What
1: what what's a um. What's it video package going to be? Uh, going, King
2: Booker. Basically, yeah. yeah. And, and and Kurt Angle wanting yeah. hot beast reality sex with her. Yeah, that was the fucking hell. Was that TNA? No, that was WWE. I think 2006. <laughs> I think it was. It was like oh, Kurt... we... it was Kurt Angle's last run, uh feud if I went on to ECW and then he pissed off the TNA.
1: I wouldn't have been surprised if it was in TNA, but bloody hell! Hot beastie he ass. Hot,
2: hot beastie had is <laughs> sex, yeah. It happened. Fuck me. Um, this is match. That show have a horse or something like that. Is that what it is,
1: Maybe. I've seen, I've seen that Animal Farm film. That I don't want to see sex with an ass ever again. Um, oh dear. Um, <laughs> um, I did put lots of 2000 Plever on showing this. Um, mm. I bet, I bet, fucking fucking Prince I.U.K.'s bollocks stunk after this.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> the amount of leather Oof. pantage going on here. I know, ridiculous.
2: And I also love his uh, WWE network dubbed Bongo Bongo's in the background as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It's not as good as he's not I'm, enough. No. I don't think Prince ever did
2: bongos, did he? No, no, absolutely not. I think it was uh I think it was Purple Rain, like a full Jimmy Hart knockoff guitar solo from Purple Yeah, it was Purple Rain, yeah, yeah. So that's why i have had to dub it here for obvious reasons. I'm amazed we even got away of having the yeah it's formula you as know, Prince IK on the network itself. Mm. They could probably argue like parody there, but yeah, bloody hell
1: prince oh well parody you have to get the uh permission of, of families don't you nowadays uh, you do yeah did, 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 what do you did, that t-shirt gate stuff what an um, idiot did you see it on the saturday
2: i i i saw it vaguely i don't really go on twitter as much now but yeah the, the guy's just an idiot basically
1: yeah he were having he, a go again today
2: was he oh God. Yeah, especially with all the receipts everyone's come out with as well, like how he actually liked for the original shirt and all that lot.
1: Yeah, just like caught in the act, there, mate.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe a but why do you just keep opinions like that to yourself? If you're a bit miffed, then does it matter? Just yeah. grumble, just grumble privately but just don't make a titter yourself and don't double down and don't try and be a bloody character or something on Twitter, just get on with your life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's
0: more to life than t shirts, isn't there? Yeah. Anyway, um, Ayake, Prince Ikea. God, he was bland. He
2: was never good.
1: He was never good, was he?
2: But again, you can tell Kevin Sullivan's back in charge. Because obviously, um, in the Dungeon of Doom, it was Prince Ikea's dad, was the uh, actual, it was the master, or whatever it was called, you know, in Dungeon of Doom. And Kr- then...
1: Crusher crush Curtis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Or oh, was that a kayfabe relation? Bloody hell, I can't remember now. But yeah, but I think that's why we've had Prince IK suddenly get this massive pushing, though he's a, he's a comedy character, you know. With In all intents and purposes, he's just ripping off Prince. He's, he should be in the same league as the Maestro in terms of his weird musical gimmicks.
0: Mm, mm. And here he is getting
2: the Cruiserweight title.
1: What, what did you think of this match? Um... I, I went two
2: and a half. Um, I, I, I went two on this one. Again, it was a complete far cry from where the cruiserweight division used to be. Lachalou Rue was all right.
1: Yeah, um, just all right. With nothing yeah, but he
2: exactly. but he never underachieved. It was always pushed to his correct level, and he pissed off on the business pretty quickly. Anyway, so yeah,
1: he did, yeah, yeah. You didn't. I don't think you saw much of him after WCW.
2: He made one appearance in TNA, if I remember rightly, on that in that original battle, uh, that up for the gold battle royal. It was one of the entrants in that.
0: Ah,
1: right. Oh, well, yeah. Now I've reviewed this on a on a former podcast I used to do.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> that yeah, that would be the one uh, we did with um, JP down in Oxford.
2: Oh yes, it was. Yeah, yeah.
1: Show. What did what is show that? One. <laughs> um. I, I used to like Lassaroo when he was a Corporal Cage and wearing it in The Misfits in Action. I thought he it was, yeah, he was. That was his best best role. What he had, I think um, so. but yeah, two and a half. I went for this on a on on Grapple. Um, it's probably one of the better matches on this show cause my, I know God,
2: that's the thing. You're like, we've got I'm, ten, I'm got so ten, indifferent to it. Over ten
1: matches, another yeah. ten matches to go. There's not much good on this show.
2: There's not, no. And even here, the finish looks like shit because it was supposed to be like a hover-karana yeah, Sharmel was supposed to like, hold on to Prince Ike's hands. She, but, she,
1: she, she just stood on the ring apron yeah. for the old match. Was it, she just waiting for a spot?
2: She was, yeah. And and Lash LaRue completely missed. He jumped up too high, so basically rolled off Prince Ike's neck as, as well. It just looked terrible.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway. Next up, Gene Oakland in the bout with Brian Nobbs doing his old Nasty Boys promo. Things are going to get nasty. As we go into the second match for the hardcore title, Brian Nobbs versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, I put it here literally 30 seconds in this um, match. <laughs> He's going to the outside. Walk and brawl city. Now, oh yeah! one thing I did want to ask you, Chris, Mm-hmm. Is I I was found I just found it strange watching this. That Brian Knobbs was Finlay's understudy. Like I'm sure I'm sure Nobbs were older than Funley.
2: Even, I don't know. That's a very good question, you know. Because obviously, Finley's been around for a long, long time in like the World of Sport era. But I'm just trying to think if Brian Knobbs was actually around a long time before the WWF. So uh Funley is 64. And Brian Nobbs, as well as being an absolute knobhead, is 57. So that's right, in all fairness.
1: Bloody hell, 57?
2: Yeah, tough, tough paper on for Brian Nobbs, yeah. he In his original WWF run, he would have been, <coughs> what, only 23 or 24? Fuck! Yeah.
0: Fucking you know.
2: Must have been. Yeah. Right
0: yes,
1: I mean, he, when I'm talking to um, Jeff about this yesterday, and he said, What do you think about it? Like, William Regal, 53. He's only six years older than our Jeff.
2: Uh, bloody hell, yeah. And bloody life Regal's had. Uh, and yeah, I, I was amazed when I heard it was only 53, which meant he was like, only like, what, 31 when, when he was doing the commissioner run? And he always seemed far older than that. Which he did, meant he man. was. He must have been doing his for World of War- World of Sports stuff for like 18, 19.
1: Yeah, I think if when he that... started WCW, WCW was all a 21. Oh, yeah, God. crazy stuff. I can't believe Nasty Brian Knobbs. <coughs> Brian was about 23, 24 in his
2: mm.
1: prime of
2: Yeah.
1: <sighs> Fucking hell. I think the only time I seen Brian Knobbs were walking up when I was um at WrestleCon in um new orleans mm. in walking around and just look shot absolutely shot no, know, absolutely, he's a bloody big you forget he's a big lad <coughs> absolute big lad yeah you, know, you think oh he's one of the smaller mm. ones he's bloody not he's about six foot three
2: really, really. So, i'm gonna have to get some water just a minute
1: <coughs> no no problem <laughs> I, I will pad out chris as um you cough away um yeah, no, Brian Nobbs. Unbelievable listeners. Twenty-four. Um yeah, this 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 match. It's not much really. And it was about six six minutes. Yeah, like I say, they spend about two of it outside into into like the catering area. Um Nobs, Nobs gets put through a table. Then they like get up again. Go back and go back to the ring.
2: There we go. That's better.
1: Oh, you're you're still alive, Chris.
2: Can I am. Feel? Yeah. I, I almost died from the uh, black death, but yeah, just my throat got a bit dry. That's all. Too much got talking.
1: It. It's 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 okay.
2: Um,
1: I was just saying this. That uh, this match was very much walk. It was a six-minute <clears> <throat> match. Two minutes of walk and brawl. They went yeah. back to the ringside area. <clears throat> Not much. It's just typical hardcore fare in it. Yeah. Trash and shot table.
2: They just walked, and I'm sure they did this in the match, in the hardcore match last month as well. As well, they just went over to like the WCW.com dot composition. They had a walk up the disabled ramp just because it looked fun to take a slam on that. Someone yeah. went through a table. Then yeah, big low was it? Big low one.
1: Um, yeah, no, it was um, Brian Nobbs who See, actually I, did,
2: I didn't remember who won because I yeah. think like Finley interferes as well. Because, like, bear in mind, Brian Nobbs and Fit Finley they've like they like each other, but they also like punch each other, so they keep costing each other matches and then they keep helping each other win matches.
1: Yeah, which so it um... never really
2: gets resolved. Although, the good news for that relationship is that by next month they get a dog, so that'll uh, help ease that relationship up a bit. So, so with, with, with this match,
1: though, Bigelow just didn't want to go for the um. Didn't want to go for the penny at the greetings from Moundsbury Park on uh, on knobs, um, and then he goes up to the top, but gets like I think whack with the like trash can, and he ends up toppling over the rope. Oh, Brian yeah, yeah, Just goes out and pins him on the floor one two three. Yeah,
2: that's right. I think with Finland's interference, so yeah, yeah, one and a half stars. It was what it was. Two stars for me. So I I feel like I've been a lot stricter when it comes to WWE 2000 stuff, but but I don't think we ever, I only ever gave about two matches under two stars. The whole w, WWF 2001 run So I don't know. Different oh, times.
1: We, we had a better time in 2001 WWF. Didn't
2: we? <laughs> I wonder why.
1: I wonder why. Um, third match anyway. Oh. Free count. Um, this is a free on one match against Norman Smiley. Mm. Um. Didn't feel like much build up to this match. Free um, count. Now, I wanted to ask: Is that song on the
2: WWE Network one of theirs? Because it it sounded dubbed over. It's dubbed. <laughs> so so again, the two tracks that they had what was it? It hey, can't get you out of my hat and uh, get along. I'm along with free count. And sing along with free count. I and think you- they're both quite close to Backstreet Boys' Sync sort of things. So we just dubbed it all out.
1: Right, because I would do the experience in that. You know, along with free
2: count. One,
0: two, two. Three. three! I, right, so, I must
2: yeah. say, I mean, it, it, here, they're sort of like trying to go for like a... How to describe it? They're basically trying out like free count is basically like, you know, like when you get like three children on top of each other with like a massive leather jacket on to make it look like they're one adult. They're sort of like going with free count, up. Like they're basically three kids in a big jacket. Yeah. As a, so yeah. when you wrestle three of them, you're actually only wrestling one person.
1: Yeah. So you had uh, Shane Elms, Shannon Moore and Evan Courageous.
2: Yeah. Is he still going? Evan, Evan Courageous. Courageous? No. See, he, he checked out fairly quickly because everyone realised it was not very good.
1: Yeah. I half expect him to turn up one of these GCW <laughs> spring break
2: shows. Give it time. If you're listening, Joey, do you know, uh, You've already booked Maven and oh, Jimmy Bar- Wang Young. Barry Orowitz has been oh, booked booked him as well. Fantastic.
1: For one of these one of them shows as well over um Mania Weekend. Um I, I just fought with this match, um Norman Smiley made free count look silly. From yeah. Generally a lot of this. So you know, to say he had a supposed rib yeah. injury. Yeah.
2: He was doing Again,
1: all night, think- he was doing giant swings.
2: I know, I I didn't even know Norman Smiley could do them. I'm not sure if the point of this match was to put Norman Smiley over as a survivor or to put Free Count over as a unit. Uh, Whatever they tried to do, they didn't really achieve it here. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, this is one of those, I mean, it was only four minutes six long and I didn't hate it or anything like that. It was like fun to see Free Count flop along, but yeah, I don't know what purpose it achieved.
1: Yeah, no, the, he had two splashes and a Shannon Moore Boston Crab to get
2: the victory for three yeah. counts in about three minutes. Yeah, um, four minutes, six. Uh, it was weird as well, Shannon Moore decided to, uh, it was like a line team, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, a bit of a cheap, I'd say it was a cheap shot Chris Jericho was more of a homage because he actually won with it as well. mm
1: mm-hmm. I, I I went one and a quarter on this match.
2: Uh, another one and a half for me.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not the best, as uh, we're getting some more not the best. Fourth match now. What made this special, and what made this a main event?
2: I have the answer to this. Go on. Contractual obligation. Right. So, in order for... um, Gene Simmons gave permission for the Kiss character to be used. uh, One of the contract stipulations was that the Demon had to have at least two main events on pay-per-view. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Ah. So the way they their around was to call them special main events English. Well, he jobbed out in three minutes on the fourth match or on the card.
1: The half-time main event.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. The, the quarter-time main event in this case.
1: Yeah, so it was um, the Demon against the Wall, brother. Hmm. Oh, before this, who was behind the private keep outdoor? Mm. Did they ever find out who was behind that? Oh, it was Roddy Piper. It was World. Roddy Piper. Spoilers. Um, so start this match. The wall doesn't come out um, with his um, like when his music plays, and then yeah, the demon runs up to the ramp, and then Wall just attacks him.
2: So you're pushing the the wall as this big monster, that he's doing little. Bloody scary feet! Scary feet! Like behind people, to sneak up on them. That makes no sense for that character.
1: No. I, I, how can he not miss the wall? I know.
2: It's like fucking like about six foot nine. He's about three hundred pounds. He's got bleached blonde hair. How the hell do you miss him?
1: Yeah, to be honest, though these two, these two, were like Vince Russo favorites, weren't they? Because Demon got used quite a bit in the. Um... Yeah, with Vampiro and Insane Clown and Muta and all
2: that. I know um, and the Demon was a was... a uh, Eric Bischoff idea, but I think uh, Vince Russo is a big Kiss fan, so right. so that hence why the the pushback will come in a couple of months' time. But yeah, this match, shite. <laughs> I did
1: put this. Yeah, another bag of me. I gave, I went one and a quarter,
2: half a star. Half a star. <laughs> this was <laughs> fucking terrible.
1: Oh, <laughs> the demon nearly killed the wall after to like, bo- like like body slamming yeah, yeah, yeah. onto the wall's head.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I say you couldn't even do that, right? Bloody Del Torborg. Bloody hell. Yeah, but I say I almost cripples the wall. Then the wall just like gets up there. I've had enough choke slam. Done. One, two, three. Next. Yeah, this is terrible.
1: Well, if you thought that was good. I know. <laughs> match number five now. It's Big Al versus Tank Abbott. Skins match, which is basically leather jacket on a pole. Dear oh. me, this is this is all kinds of rough
2: mm this what, isn't.
1: What's, what's all the stuff where they start... Oh, I'll get your hand, strap it to my hand, and then we'll punch each other.
2: Manly biker stuff, I think that's what that is.
1: Yeah, I think one of my notes is, it's like, two pissed-up lads fighting, like it's an afternoon in the White Lion. Yeah. Or, bar- <laughs> or, bar- or, bar- or Barney's piano bar in Preston. <laughs> now... <laughs> it was it was funny. Yeah, you because know, we were we went to the Stanley Arms on the um, on the Friday and said, "Oh, some some characters in there." And we were was speaking with um, Flutter on the uh, Saturday because we were saying, "Oh, where we went?" Well, he knew where we went in Stanley Arms because he were on he, were, he 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 was around the pub, and um, I said, "Oh, we we went past some places this afternoon." And said that like the old dog, which was an old like you know after party place for PCW, like a, yeah. a lot of the wrestlers used to go go there for drinks after. That's now like shut down. But we said that these two rough ass pubs, uh, the Bears Paw, and um, Barney's Piano Bar, and Barney's Piano Bar's got like Buddy Steel brows on the window. DJ Shane were doing that night at eight PM, uh, and when, when we were telling um, Flutter about, it, he said, "Yeah, you don't, you don't, yeah. don't want to go in there." Said they got karaoke on Tuesday afternoon every Tuesday week. Tuesday
2: afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, who's in there on a Tuesday afternoon? God, I know. Um, <laughs> it's be hardcore. But this is,
1: but where it where it's situated is like the rough part of town. Mm. Um, like the rough end of and like going away from like the actual centre. Yeah, we walked past after when we're on the way back for the train. Looks dicey, but Jeff Jeff said we should we should go in once just to like actually review this place, <laughs> just to see what just
2: see what life's in there. Just but, make sure you're yep. going with a stab vest, just in case. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, uh, we, we we to be honest, we've actually been to the Bears paw across the road and remember that being a bit of a mm. bit of a rough hole. But, yeah, no this this fight, Big Island Tank Abbott probably take place in Barney's Piano Bar
2: in Preston. It'd look as good as it would in oh, Barney's Piano Bar. Yeah, definite, definitely.
1: What what what's, what's the rough pubs in uh, Cleethorpes
2: Grimsby? Try to remember. Oh a Very good question, you know. It's like
1: when we were in uh, that fucking uh, um, the
2: scratching post that whole uh row of up. that whole row of pubs there are pretty rough. Uh, on Cleefops High Street, I would never recommend going in there, unless you want to get your supply of coke for a weekend. Yeah, it, I, I wouldn't recommend any of those ones on the high street. Um, wow. the, the ones down the street where I work as well, pretty rough. Uh, down Freeman streets like Freeman Arms Corporation Arms, uh, the Angel as well. There's been a few bust ups in there, yeah. as houses, uh, and they all do the five beers of doom as well. So, you won't want to go in there anyway,
1: yeah. Cer- certainly not. Anyway, I think we're avoiding the uh situation <laughs> here of Big Al and Tank Abbott. Um, so yeah, no, they end up like strapping each other up, and then eventually, Big Al plants Tank Abbott. And tries to get him in. What is he doing? Try to get him in position so he's going up for the jacket. But instead, steps down on the rolls and stands on Tank Abbott's
2: face. Yes, and he's like, "Hey, I'm doing it," but he just falls off.
1: He does scary feet, scary feet it on does. his face, doesn't he?
2: Uh, and that was his one big spot as well. Yeah, and it... then
1: T- Tank Tank actually gets up, pick uh, like knock, knocks um, Al out, and then picks him up while going up the top rope to get the jacket. And this is supposed to be like the impressive spot where he's like taking him up, all the way up, gets his jacket, comes back down. But instead, Al starts falling off Tank Abbott's shoulders and just goes splat on the floor.
2: Yeah, hitting the steps along the way. I don't know what they were thinking here. I'll say, not being funny, I mean, Tank I Abbott mean, can knock a guy out pretty easily, but you've got to have some sort of, I don't know, athletic prowess to be able to do that. You know, lift up a 200 plus pound man over <laughs> his shoulders and climb up as well. Mm. I mean, I, I won't be able to do that and I can squat 125 kilograms, but I won't be able to like go up three sets of steps and reach up to something to do that. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, so he, uh, with Al being chucked uh, down, there's uh, tank just like, oh, look down, like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so he just, he just went back up, got his jacket, and then proceeded to get a knife out. I know. <laughs> Oh, you call that a knife? This is a knife.
2: <laughs> and did you hear Tony Schiavone's cover for it as well?
1: Oh, it looks like a pair of scissors. He's cut off his
2: beard. Yeah big guy who has no beard. Yeah. It was clean-shaven. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, I don't think he was supposed to do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, this match is infamously bad for a reason. Because it's infamously bad.
1: The, um, thankfully, though, just as he was putting the knife to his throat, the camera cuts away. <laughs> <laughs> in shame. Yeah, Absolute I was going to say shame. in
2: shame. He, in a, never mind censoring. It's just thinking the camera man's just like, yeah, i have had enough of this away we go
1: what rating chris now on the grapple app many many a time people would tell gareth to stick a stick a zero on stick a minus figure on but the lowest figure you can give and i give it 0.25
2: i mean if i'm using a grapple app and i've got to give it 0.25 in actuality it's minus two it's terrible isn't it two Absolutely. Ta- I, know
1: Ab- I know Tank Abbott was legit and everything, but God, he'll. he'll how, how were they thinking of him as like a world title contender when.
2: Was, I mean, I, I'm, I'm bearing in mind. Imagine
1: the... it, I couldn't imagine him having a, a long form yeah. match or anything.
2: It, it, it was a ridiculous idea to, uh, to begin with. I know they were, like fascinated, even back in the early days of, um, yeah, USC, MMA, you know, very legitimate, hard people, therefore. You know they should win a wrestling match, still that lot. but you know, we start. I mean, from our limited knowledge of MMA and all that, lot, someone who looks like Tank Abbott did well, but it was in the area where it was all like bloody sideshow freaks, like circus acts in MMA. Yeah, you know, Tank Abbott in modern MMA would get his ass handed to him every single time,
0: yeah,
2: and yeah. you know, uh, but yeah, this is what they wanted to push in WCW. It's yeah. I can, this is why Russo got sent home. He Chloe lost his brain.
1: Mm, I, I I would say so. Anyway, match number six now, halfway through the pay per view, as we have got Booker T or Booker, just Booker, just Booker. This is Big T, not 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 the Manchester Big T, but Ahmed Johnson. Yes, um, Ahmed Johnson, Big T for the rights to Harlem Heat. Um, what do you think of this match, Chris?
2: Uh, about as good as their match on Nitro, which was, it wasn't it was very good. It was basically just Booker T doing all the work because Ahmed Johnson...
1: Oh, God, he was so blown up in this match, was Ahmed. He is somehow... It was basically, it was basically Booker trying to work, work around this immobile object. So yeah. every, every time Booker tried to do a manoeuvre... I
2: and mean, they were just in the way. And, I mean, I'd have to look at side by side, but to me it looks like Armand Johnson somehow gained about two stones since sold out as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. He
2: has really piled it on and, you know, I mean, I think he's a former football player, football player,
1: isn't he? Yeah, so, yeah. So
2: that's why he was like this size to begin with. And you do get this with a lot of like these American footballers where, for suddenly, the metabolism goes, and but they're still eating as much as used to. They're probably not working out as much, and yeah, as a result, you get someone like Ahmed Johnson who he shouldn't be taking part in anything athletic at this point. Let's be honest. I mean, did you see? You know, when he made the pin at the end, mm. he literally had to roll like a bloody whale on on the beach just to get over onto Boca T And he was knackered from doing that. Yeah, you know,
1: it it was. <sighs> I used to love Ahmed back in the day when it when he was on WWF. Yes. I, I, I loved him.
2: Yeah, but, but that original run was great, but here, a really sad reflection on... You know, it was only, what, two, three years later from his original run, and this is what he's become.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, Booker held the match together. It ends up like um, Biggs getting involved and um, Stevie Ray getting involved, and then... The lights go out. Bong. It's midnight. It's midnight. Um it wasn't. It was someone called I had to look this up, uh, what it was called. It was called I remember. Cash. So yes, He was four by four from the No Limit Soldiers.
2: Correct, um, yeah.
1: So yeah, Master P's gang from uh you know the West Texas Rednecks feud were.
2: Yes, yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. So uh this this guy I don't think he ever actually wrestled. I'm not sure if he's trained to wrestle, but they basically kept him around because he's got absolutely massive arms. I mean, um, to be fair, he's a chunky lad anyway, but I I, want to say he's... I could be completely wrong, but he looks like he's basically got silicon pumped in his arms so they look even bigger than what they are. And they went, wow! Look at those arms, and he managed to get a job for at least a year in WCW out of it. Yeah,
1: so they sort of built up a thing saying... um thinking,
2: ah, oh, mate, it was Stevie Ray, £300, Big yeah. T, £50, this lad, £400. I, I wanted them to continue, like, adding more and more people, adding £50 <laughs> each time until you, like, get to the 10th member who weighs £800 oh. and is just, like, laying on a bed and is like, I wash myself with a rag on a stick. It pro- it'd probably be someone like fucking
1: Cheeks, wouldn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, it could be him, yeah, yeah. I, I just want so you got big T, I want bigger T and I want biggest T. <laughs> Cheeks. Yeah. Um
1: one and a half.
2: Um That was what? being
1: that was just for Booker T.
2: Yeah, you know, I'll agree with you on this one. But Booker T did what he could, but he should be doing better than this. This was a terrible, a terrible feud, wasn't it? It was, well, yeah. I, I, I want to say they immediately cycle Booker out onto doing something else. I, I want to say he's against Kidman at the next pay per view. They just immediately sack it off. We realise it's a complete waste of Booker.
1: Yeah, I, do, I don't think Carlinite 2000 lasted much longer, did they? Maybe another um, month or two. Yeah,
2: I, think, I don't
1: remember them on the um, on the relaunch.
2: They, they do appear for a couple of weeks on, on the relaunch, but they're gone pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. Uh, match number seven now. Billy Kidman uh, with Tory Wilson versus uh, Vampiro. This was, um, they'd had, a couple, I think, a couple of matches on your Nitro's and your Funder, and it was mm-hmm. being set up as basically, this is your work rate match of the evening. Uh, yeah. These are the two competent wrestlers, apart from Booker T, that we've mm-hmm. actually got on this roster. Um Two guys who, you know, end up getting further built up when Bruce, Russo gets back um, with Bischoff. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I put this is maybe my highest rated match of a lot. I went three stars, but it's it's not saying much really for this match. It's about it's under ten minutes. Again, mm. um, there's a bit of interference with Tory Wilson who ah. Oh, God bless her, I think she she attempted twice to get in position for Mm. Billy Kitman to knock her off the ropes.
0: This Uh, is
2: Hall of Famer Tori Wilson as well, just to point out. Hall of Famer? Yeah, she's in Hall of Fame, isn't she? Fucking hell, when was that? 2019, I think it was. All right. You must have got this, I'm sure that was a shit store on Twitter on itself. I'm going to have a quick look for you, just to confirm the year.
1: Surely, if you're putting Tory Wilson in, you've got to put Keebler in.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I think Keebler's... Yeah, 2019. But she was inducted by Stacey Keebler as well, funnily enough.
0: Right.
1: Mm. Yeah. I can, well, I can see. It. Like I say, they are running out of people now,
2: aren't they? Yeah. Incredibly so. Um. What, what do you think of this match then, Chris? Um... Yeah, they set up as a work rate match. The problem is, is, I don't think Vampire was ever that good. And I've just had a quick look at it, confirmed my suspicions. You can tell by the way he lands on a lot of moves that he didn't get that much training when he started out. Probably explain why he always got fucking injured. Because mm-hmm. his bumping is just stupid at times, you know, like needlessly. Um, I seem to remember liking this feud when I was a lot younger. But now it. It's like a two and a quarter star sort of match. Yeah. It, it was fine, but it's certainly, again, Kidman's had much better matches. I'll
1: t- uh, tell, tell you what's interesting in this match, that Vampiro has him up for two powerbomb positions and he do not get caught in that face versus Buster. Yeah. It's time ever in a Kidman match.
2: I know. But I'd say just disrespecting the sanctity of Billy Kidman.
1: <laughs> with, with Vampiro... I'm surprised WW E, F didn't take a chance on him.
2: I'm not. No? I, I just No, I just think um they probably saw that his wrestling wasn't really up to snuff. And presentationally, I just don't think it was all that.
1: Well you think you know, that sort of character, like a mystical character.
2: Mm. Yeah, maybe,
1: I mean, maybe would have worked.
2: I suppose, but I mean the problem is. They tend to like their mystical characters to have quite a lot of beef to them as well, don't they? Hmm. If you think about it, like your Undertaker, your Kane, your Bray White not that lot. They've, they've all been built up plus three hundred pounds at some point. With Vampire was just basically a skinny punk kid for all intents and purposes. Who, you know, who like the misfits a lot.
1: It's all it's all working um, AEW
2: now, wasn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah.
1: Darby Allen and Sting and
2: Jeff Hardy there. Well, it, 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 it'd suit well in AEW if he was younger, but.
1: Yeah. Well, who's it's doing a cosplay vampire at the moment? Alex Abrahantes. Oh,
2: yeah, yes. Yeah. So I saw that last week. The
1: Pentagon stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh, dear. Do you think he goes dressed like that when he's doing his job on the sh- Home Shopping Network? Uh, uh Yeah, Alex. Uh, I'm, I'm, is it, does
1: I'm, it work for a shopping network? Like it
2: does, Cubans? yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, how do you know that? No, no, that, that's the way it does it is. Uh, well, it one half his day job is hawking like HP computers on on QVC or whatever it is. Is it? Not it is, all. yeah. But i say look it up afterwards. I'm just. It'd be amazing if he just dressed up in that bloody golf gear just to hawk HP computers. I
1: couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine Paul Lavers back in the day on a uh, QVC doing that. You know when he
0: was,
1: <laughs> you know that wrestling show. Mm.
0: You know
1: where, where the bloke who they had on from Euro Shop UK. Everyone thought, oh, he's got all the scoops and everything. He's got it becomes like a must-see show and he, he never yeah. gives anything away. No, Gary, he just had some... Gary something he were called.
2: Oh, what was his name? All oh, he came came with was phone fingers. Yeah, yeah. And then they
1: talk about an Undertaker t-shirt for an hour. Yeah. Those were the days. Those But but QVC, German porn channels and Roaring and Nitro on a Friday <laughs> night. What okay. what did what more, more did you need in life?
2: I uh, I think QVC still exists as well, you know. It does, it does. Today's wow. special value. Who
1: and all that? I Who always should... remember it was twelve o'clock. Today's special value would always like like at midnight. My mum would always stay up for today's special value. The worst shows, though, Chris, would be mm-hmm. when it'd be the jewellery hour. Fucking 18. oh yeah. I always used to like it when it was uh, today's special value was when it
2: was the cook, uh, like the cooking. Yeah. Uh, I've just had an idea. I'll be back in. Real. I just need to get for mum about control.
1: Yes. No. No problem. Well, uh, Chris is away. He's currently. See, has... I've,
2: I've, I've got uh, Sky it's... behind me. So what I'm going to do right now is going to I'm going to put on QVC. I'm going to see right now as of what is it about nine o'clock.
1: I, I've, oh, I've got QVC on. Um, oh, have you got it? Yeah, okay. Let, let, let me uh have a look. I don't know what channel number it is now.
2: I, just say QVC in the thing when it comes on.
1: QVC. It used to be 600s, didn't
2: it? Yeah, it did. Baby TV. QVC. JM Home by julian McDonald. What is she hawking? This oh, apparently she's hawking a large encapsulated crystal light up table mirror for £109.98. Ah. Right. God, that looks tacky. It's basically just a generic mirror with like a, a C-shaped sort of glitter sort it, of diamondique thing going on.
1: Yeah, it's a sort of mirror. You know when Hulk Hogan were looking into a mirror and the Ultimate Warrior were at the back of him?
2: I could, could you imagine right now, yeah. She's like staring into it. I remember Ghost of Gary, what's his name, who used to do the WWF stuff, just appears in the river. Just going, ha, 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 ha,
0: Yeah.
1: Amazing. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there you go, QVC. JML Direct uh, actually on as well. That's ah. a chance, Guy. Um, QVC Beauty. That would be all Liz Earle. She, oh. she She was always on.
2: Yeah, it up. Is that like you know NWO Hollywood and NWO Wolfpack? Is that like QVC No1 QVC Beauty?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideal World, the rivals are still going. Ideal World HD, Gems TV, High Street TV has got two channels, Best Direct, Ideal Extra. They they've all got like Buddy Two Buddy Channel, all oh, QVC style. It's three oh, channels, three bloody hell. hell.
2: Is that that's Latino it World Order? Be all.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no. Um how did we get onto QBC? I don't
2: I've got no idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's QBC Extra as well, so there's four QBC channels. Good grief. Good grief. Um anyway, match number eight now. Um oh, no, we I think we start with QBC because of a uh, Vampiro and we're liking him WWF, maybe. Who knows?
2: yeah Um uh, oh Alex Aberantes on um Oh on HP. Network. Yes, so it's HP laptops. Yep. Yeah, tangent. Oh,
1: <laughs> Eighth match. Um Sicilian stretcher match now for the WCW tag titles. All stars own, David Flair <laughs> and and Crowbar with uh Daphne versus the Mamelukes, no, the Paisons, no, <coughs> disco with the Italian lads. Um, so, disco inferno, so it's uh, Johnny the Bull and um, what's he it talks called? about his
2: cheese sandwiches.
1: What's the other fella called now? Big Vito. Vito. Big yes. Vito with uh, yeah. disco inferno in the corner. He loves his cheese sandwiches as well,
2: Johnny the Bull. He does, I yeah. He yeah. cheese. I I imagine he's a uh, red Leicester sort of man.
1: Yeah, yeah. He likes a bit of bit of bit of flavour. I think yeah, yeah. I, I doubt he's um um a Cheshire man.
2: Yeah. or oh, maybe he goes a bit more fancy or, and he's like sort like a, a Wensleydale with like a sort of bit of uh, red jam in it, that sort of thing.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do, do you do a good Wensleydale veto? <laughs>
2: Cracking <and> cheese veto. <laughs> Go to anyway, the Moon. The Moon has cheese. Johnny <laughs> the Bull
1: watching Wallace and
2: Gromit now. Um, this match, it's for wrong dress, Vito. Oh no, that'd be for Smack is uh, Vito's later SmackDown Smack- career.
1: Yeah, SmackDown career. Yeah, Johnny the Bull, who's famous for uh, breaking his own ass. Um, <laughs> yes. Later on Late uh, one in two thousand, we've
2: got later on pod. in two
1: thousand.
2: Yeah. yeah, a lot of like injuries from that, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. Literally <laughs> broke his own ass. And then he became Relic. That's killer backwards, Mike. Yeah, he <laughs> did, yeah. Um, what a career. What a man. Th- th- this match
1: anyway, Chris. It's a went David on. Flair match, in
2: it? It went on forever, this one. Yeah, this is legitimately the second longest match on the card. Eleven twenty-two, 22 with uh, Wikipedia's to be believed. it's
1: all. Went... is like a no main event.
2: It dragged on, it, and the crowd were dead. I mean, the crowd were dead for most of the show anyway, but here you could hear crickets, mm. or, or you could hear Daphne. I mean, she was loud anyway, like, screaming <laughs> everywhere, which, yeah. you know, as a gimmick was great, but when the crowds were really quiet like that as well, not even responded to her, you know, you sort of lost the crowd.
0: Yeah,
1: it, it wasn't good. I, I did feel like Crowbar just, you know, covering for David yeah. Fletch's shitness here yeah he, he did he he was the one standout of this match you like from a technical standpoint who 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 was like most of the match he was good I think the Mama held up onto their own own end of the bargain yeah but overall it was mm.
0: terrible
2: he, for, for Mamelukes, Luke's always perfectly acceptable, but you know it says a lot about Crowbar, he has to go through two tables to make up for David Flair yeah.
1: Is David Flair
2: maybe the worst? So what, second generation wrestler? Uh,
1: no, yeah. or worst, worst wrestler.
2: Worst wrestler of all time.
1: Would he be in the top five worst?
2: um For someone with a high profile that he had, I'd say so, because obviously he's a former United States champion as well, isn't he?
0: Hmm.
2: He could be the worst champion in history. You know, he, you know, who was actually there full-time. He, obviously, you he could say David Arquette off into Russo, but... but, but I wouldn't say, you know, would
1: say Arquette.
2: You know, he, well, he, to, he, to, to, to be fair, he held up his own in that Slumbery main event, which we'll get yeah, into in the way. Yeah. yeah. Or even...
1: I don't know. Russo wasn't bad,
2: did he? He was entertaining he, his I mean, he, uh, Russo, obviously, we know him as an absolute ass, but he, he was charismatic enough. He did his job promo wise but yeah. david flair he literally had nothing he didn't have a promo he, he didn't have a, for wrestling, he didn't have a look he had nothing
1: he had a last name
2: he did yeah
1: i i can't believe he didn't pick up any wrestling skills on the all on the all-star so it's...
2: <laughs> it was probably too he was probably already thinking about becoming a firefighter or whatever at that point though
1: yeah Nah, David, yeah, David. Yeah. Flair. So, <clears throat> so bad. I don't think he had a match with WWE, did he? No, he I but always remember the bit where Undertaker twatted him.
2: Yeah, I think that's the only time he ever appeared on proper WWE TV. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was it because he was training in OVW or Heartland Wrestling or whatever it was, and yeah. yeah,
1: Heartland. I think it was.
2: Yeah, I and mean, that was it. He got his Titantron though.
1: What did we went with this match
2: anyway? Um. 1.75
1: I think I was 2.25 here yeah. just, just for the effort from
2: uh, Crowbar yeah, Crowbar does, deserves all those stars to himself in all fairness and again nothing wrong with Mamelukes but you know if they're only okay was Crowbar it looked like he actually gave a shit and,
1: and as we discussed on the last show um, they have main event entered the MEN arena the Mamalukes. <laughs> yes Next up, it's um, well a bit of a musical interlude as uh, it's the Cat Miller promising it'll bring out James Brown. And supposedly, Mark Madden went out on the piss with James Brown the night before. My fucking ass.
0: Mm. Um, nice
2: That's try putting yourself over again, Mark Madden. Well done.
1: Yeah. So th- th- this is the one obviously bringing out the uh, real James Brown, but at first a fake James Brown came out. <laughs> and then the uh, maestro came out Um,
2: it was like used for a few months around this time Mm -hmm. wasn't out special was it no it wasn't I think the reason why he got used was because he actually bought the rights to the name gorgeous George which obviously Uh went which then went to uh, Macho Man's Misses at the time, obviously, and I think as a thank you, uh, they kept him around for a few months at least, so I think that's why, even though he had no talent whatsoever, yeah, he, he had he had uh, at least six months in WCW.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think you were going to say, say about um, the story about getting James Brown here,
2: weren't there? Um. I'm not sure the full story, but they did—they didn't advertise this ahead of time, did they? No, no. So, so I think
1: the first time I would have seen this was—well, actually, I got the Super Brawl 2000 videotape. Um, yes. And yeah, no, I don't think this was advertised ahead of time. Even we're even looking back on the network now,
2: yeah. So basically, I'm, I take it James Brown's not cheap, either. I assume it cost at least five figures to bring him in, possibly yeah. plus. You know, but bear in mind. And I know it's for a musical performance, but it cost them like six figures to get kissing for a performance uh, the summer before. So they paid all this money. And bear in mind, you know, you've got Hulk Hogan here. So he's taking half a million off the gates, which I don't think even reached half a million. And then James Brown is taking all this money as well. And we didn't advertise it. So like nobody's buying their pay-per-view I mean, for, because of that. So it's like waste, it's wasted money, essentially. I mean, and in all fairs, the crowds are already into it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. But, when, but, when, he, when he comes out it's like, bloody hell I'm to pull this one off it's a good segment as well, I will say that.
2: Yeah, yeah, like James Brown does his dance and he, he squilches out of the names of his most popular songs at random yeah. And, yeah. and and that's it it's a nice little segment but you wonder why they didn't at least try and get a bit of press about this beforehand
1: Yeah, the, well, the maestro soon fucks off, do not it? And even the fake James Brown just like, yeah.
2: Yeah, so yeah, that's a real one. I'll, I'll go now. Bye.
1: Yeah. Um so surprised he didn't... Um, was it the proper James Brown theme tune he come out to?
0: Or was
2: it, it just... Um, on the actual version, yes, but uh, he gets the... Br- 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 like here as well. For right. all these reasons.
1: I, I was thinking oh, he should have come out to the... Um, was it? The uh, I feel good! <laughs>
2: No, I think he he also came out to. Um, did he? I'm the greatest. One, two, I, three. I, yeah. I think he did come out to something similar to that.
1: I'll, I'll have to get the VHS. Yeah, on. I need to so get a VHS. VHS player down here. So, I'll, oh, I'll, have to, I'll have to watch one of these uh, videotape versions one of these times. But no, I thought it a good segment. This.
2: It, it was, yeah, yeah. I, I fully agree with you. It it, it was nice. Which for WCW then really did face this, this sort of nice sort of moment. Yeah, so, they they, a lot of they times
1: they do nice, did they?
2: No, they, they, they were always really mean-spirited in a lot of what they did. So this was a rare moment of actual... Uh, an actual feel-good moment, pardon the pun.
1: Yeah. Ninth match now. We're, we're getting into the old stages now. Yeah. Uh, it's a death match with Ric Flair versus Terry Funk. Combined age of oh, bloody hell, it must have been a ton at this time, wasn't
2: it? Um I'm gonna look at it, but I'm gonna guess the combined age is 110. Now let's have a look. So Rick Flat at this point would have been about five days shy of 51, so we'll say 50. And yeah. ter- and Terry Funk was already 56. Alright. Yes, yeah, hundred and six between
1: 106, them. Hundred and six, yeah. But we'll add twenty years on for Terry Funk's knees.
2: Yeah. There you go, 126.
1: Uh, they, they'll be like uh they'll be like dust and knees. Um Terry Funk comes out with his, his understudy. Um Dustin Rhodes with the George Michael Goldie.
0: Mm.
2: Was, was this his Jesus stage? Probably. He's he's always got some sort of Jesus stage going on, old Dustin. Yeah,
1: I'm sure this. Isn't this the feud with the uh, the rubber chicken?
2: Yeah, this is coming next month. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: yeah, I remember that the bloody rubber chicken.
2: I'm the actual man in a chicken suit running out with chicken noises over PA system.
1: Is that that's on the pay per view? isn't that's it? That's on
2: the pay per view. Get ready oh. for that one. <laughs>
1: Um, hmm. It was a bit of a plod this match, but I did yeah. see, I did see on Grapple that this has been rated near enough two and a half, 2.75, So it's one of the more highly rated matches on the um on the actual Grapple app.
2: I think two point five is about fair. For it, in all fairness, I mean I've not seen Verge or Death match for a long, long time, but this just does not. If this uh, does not uh, compare at all to it. It's just basically no. two odd guys just flopping about, and it doesn't have that intensity of the old feud because most of the audience fair doesn't give a shit uh, about NWA 1989, <laughs> which sounds absurd now because in our time it's about... This feud now is basically like if 3WE now recalled a feud from 2011, not two mm-hmm. ages old, exponentially, but... But the audience for this, compared to the audience for the NWA days, is so vastly different that I think people still got to care quite a lot about this.
1: I think, uh, like the build-up to this, they had like a 17-minute promo between yeah. the two.
2: Just really, yeah. I say, I, I don't. That? I mean, I think for trying to at this point get people back, you know, who, who might have tuned out because all the Russo's still trying to get like the nostalgic. People back into wrestling, which is weird to say about a product from 2000, but yeah.
1: Yeah, when, when, when a certain WWE is still doing the same thing. Yeah. Every mania season, bring back the old lads.
2: Yeah, yeah. But if anything, you know, this is sort of a template of what's to come in, in wrestling, really. So it's a trendsetter, Super Bowl 2000. There we go. Yeah. Stick, stick that on the front cover.
1: Wait, I would say, I would say, you look at um, just just talking about WrestleMania for a minute. But um, you know, take away all the celebrities. Like once it's all, it's always the case with WWE at the moment. Once you take the celebrities away, and like the the old hands have gone, yeah, you've got a roster there who've all been buried. Yeah, yeah, Even- you've got nothing about them unless you call Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar.
2: Yeah, the uh, WrestleMania card, as it stands for this year, looks really fucking weak. Yeah,
1: it's it's it, it's. I can see Vince McMahon has probably seen "There's um a, oh, there's a corner in the market, that, you know, because of all this trailer and everything yeah. like these co- like, like celebrity, fans. celebrity
2: boxing." Yeah, that's what it's going yeah. for. There's three oh, different matches have, like, that a, scenario.
1: Yeah, so it's in. Oh, we can get publicity out of this, but. It's so it might get you the publicity for like that weekend, but it's to the detriment of your actual your actual roster.
2: Yeah, but they, they, been...
1: they all look like absolute chums. When, when, when they had like Steph Rollins and Kevin Owens arguing mm-hmm. over, oh, we'll have a match to see you as an interview segment with Steve Austin at Mania. Oh,
2: god, yeah.
1: You know, it's not. It's not. It's not exactly going to be a my way, bloody limp biscuit.
2: Set up for that? But like, come on. No, no, it's not. But this has been a problem WWE's had for ten years, so yeah, and it's sort of like coming around to roost now because there is literally the, the amount of people left is reducing. Triple H probably will never wrestle again. Undertaker's gone. The, the rocks might See, never scene, come back. So, yeah, the scene is too busy these days, and they have been running out of people fast, and you know. You trust like you know you, you get you like your edges back, but they were never the top guys to begin with, and yeah. But it's gonna be interesting to see what WrestleMania cards look like in five years time because I think they'll get really really desperate.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Just back to Flair and Funk. I went one point seven five. I just put a bit of a plot This, even though they were doing moves all right, it was just no reaction.
2: Um, I'm going to go for a two. It, it, it was okay. They, like I said, it just pales in comparison to what they used to do in 1989. But it wasn't terrible, anything like that.
1: Oh no, absolutely no. not. Um, tenth match now. as' Liverpool go one nil up? Oh, against Arsenal. Diego
2: still, Uh Not in my team. Don't care. <laughs>
1: That's clean sheet gone for Arsenal, damn. Um anyway, match number 10 now. Hulk Hogan. This is Let's Luger with uh, Miss Elizabeth on the outside. Now, what I will say, the crowd are up for this.
2: They are. we very very really want to see the greatest hits and the greatest hits they shall get.
1: Yes. Oh, yes, they will. So I think this adds like a star in a bit to this, to this match, and mm-hmm. It's it's actually pretty passable. Um, all Colgan gets to do like is um, you know where he gets beat down and then hulking yeah. up and all that. Um, I think a lot of work around the arm, like the wrist, it like the broken hand. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I thought mm. it wasn't it wasn't too bad. This is actually on grapple. I think got one point two five. It's I thought, not that bad. I thought, Mm, a bit wrongly rated. This I, I I was thinking much higher, about two and a half. I give it.
2: Um, I'd I'd go over two. It is literally if you think in your head for the most generic Hulk Hogan match possible, it's this. But I think for the purpose it serves, which is to reintroduce Hulk Hogan to WCW after you know his timeout, I on 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 a bigger stage, it does a job perfectly fine. Obviously, relying on Hulk Hogan in two thousand is not the right move whatsoever. <laughs> Well, in terms of a job being intended to do, they did it perfectly.
1: Yeah. Um, so eventually, like, um, organ gets a win with a leg drop. And then Flair comes out, attacks organ There's, like, the big beat down. And then um, organ is saved by Sting.
2: It's Sting!
0: It's Sting!
1: As, uh, yeah, Sting comes out to save for the Hulkster And, uh Looks like we're getting Sting and Luger in the next one, is it?
2: Yes, that's right, and Flair Hogan.
1: Flair Hogan in the Yappa Pie. Yappa pie. Um But, it, it, like I say, it is the greatest hit, and,
2: yeah, it's possibly one of the, in, in the top three matches on this show. I know, which says a lot about quality of the show more than anything, but, yeah, I say, nothing wrong with this at all. It's just... Yeah, <laughs> the rest of this card is so bad that this is a highlight. Mm.
1: Shall we get into the uh, quick? Just a quick rundown of uh, match number eleven, but we'll have yep. more thoughts on uh, one of the participants. Uh, so, match eleven was for the WCW title triple threat match uh, with Jeff Jarrett, um, Scott Hall, and um, Sid um, in 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 the triple threat match. And now I, I do remember back at the time and I was thinking this that there was sort of it did feel like they were gonna build Scott all up as like the actual <laughs> like champion for maybe a month. They started to give him a bit more um a bit more of a push here.
2: Yeah, I think knowing what we know now, I think they wanted that, but I just don't think they could rely on him to do yeah. that. So that's why they didn't go with him.
1: Right. Um, but I think like Jeff Jarrett said, I think they went on for a couple more, a few more months, didn't they?
2: They did, yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, Double J getting his feet in under the table straight mm. away. But um, let's talk about um, Scott all anyway. Um, yeah, sure. Did you ever see him live?
2: Uh, I did not know, unfortunately. No, because I wasn't really around, you know, when he was doing, like, his little tours and all that lot. So, sadly not. But,
1: uh, we big fan of his in the day.
2: Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, to be fair, um, not to age yourself and a few others, but, like, a lot of people, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm only 34, so my more, more prime years for Scott Hall were, for for starters, I, I know we informed the WWF World Rumble game from the Sega Mega Drive, yeah, playing him quite a lot with his Razor's edge finish shot is always impressive. And uh, I saw him like the sticker album; he looks impressive there. But for me, my first real experience for him was his WCW run. Diamond Stud. Yeah, no, no not not. That. It no. no, no. But I say that was '91. That'd make me even older. All right. No, no. Even say it, it's all the NWO stuff that I grew up on. Ah, and yeah. You know what? I think uh, I made, totally you sh- I
1: made you me, Chris. <laughs>
2: And uh, I think Tony Schiavone put on Twitter the other day that you know without Scott Hall and that promo that he cut, you know when he uh, came down on Memorial Day '96, yeah, you know if he hadn't nailed that, you know the the wrestling industry as a whole changed just through that one promo alone. Yeah. So, you know Scott Hall's place in you know the history of wrestling is just assured because of that. Because you know everyone always says about him he's the greatest wrestler to never be world champion. But Mm. I don't think he needed that, in all fairness, because of the impacts he made with the NWO alone, in all fairness.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll probably, well, obviously, Razor Ramon days, um, you know, stuff with one T 3 Kid and Rick Martel
2: and HBK is the
1: obvious
2: one. Yeah, yeah, obviously, I've, I've gone back and watched a lot of that stuff since. And, yeah, it was fantastic as Razor Ramon. And maybe that should have been the point where he should have been made the champion. For whatever reason they didn't go for him but yeah yeah he, he, he could
1: probably could have done at that time because yeah. there were many you know high level guys apart from yeah. them to them to diesel taker to
2: yeah. brett and the thing is as well i mean he made that work really well because on paper that razor and bone gimmick should have been some something like, like some absolute crap tacular job it took for three weeks it doesn't work for we get moved off tv again but he made you know a really good go of it he made know the bad guy you know legitimate and he was always up there that intercontinental sort of mid-card level and you know he was he was always impressive i mean it helped you know you always forget you know he's quite a big lad as well you know he always had the size on his side he was always he always had the height he always looked impressive you know presentationally he always nailed you know what he needed to do yeah even going back to his awa days
1: yeah i think um one, one, one of those you can call him so like a, a bit of a flawed genius,
2: in it, yes. Oh, yeah, what with his uh, personal demons, yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing that maybe held him back. Well, hmm. I'd say it is the thing that held him back because, especially towards the end of his WCW run, in particular, from like '98 onwards, um, his performances start getting patchy and he couldn't be relied on. A fun, well, not that fun fact, but. He was so unreliable at one point that um, every single singles title he held in WCW, he never lost. He always vacated it because he always got injured or was otherwise, you know, incapacitated. Right. But I'm not sure if that, he was just learning from the best from HBK or something like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking at the lights for any fucker.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so I, I say we'd like, I've, actually, I've actually met him. I've actually met him. Mm. I was one of those who had um, one of them group pictures at PCW. I think uh, Ben O put one up today. and uh, Oh, uh, yeah, ben, yeah, Ben Corrigan did as well. It was the one with uh, the hooligans and x Pack and Dave Rain. One of these things is not like... <laughs> Scott Hall were in it as well. And I, always, I always remember saying to him, hey, big fella, you all right? Could... I've... I've probably one of the only ones that are maybe a bit like starstruck.
2: Oh, I would be as well. Oh, I would have like
1: been. Just because he was just a cool fucker, was not yeah. he? He just, he just had that, you know, swagger, swagger about him. Mm. But he had that, yeah, star, star presence. And probably, yeah, like I say, one of the ones who were like, yeah, bit, bit, bit starstruck meeting. Um, I did get to see, uh, I was there that evening. He did, um, his Hall of Fame speech as well in uh, New Orleans. What,
2: oh, fantastic! Yeah,
1: what what a night of speeches that were. So it, it, I think one after the other, you had Scott Hall doing one, and I think um, who was it now? I think Jake, Jake Roberts,
2: was
1: not it? Yeah, Jake, Jake were after that, and. Um,
2: Ultimate Warrior but last yeah. Yeah, that was a hell of a year, two thousand five. because Eddie <laughs> Rose you M- on, M- on the uh, road should have been headliner. Mr. T. Oh, yeah, he was there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, bloody Mr. hell. Mr. T,
1: yeah. What, what a fucking class that were. But I always remember the, like, the Scott Hall and uh, Jake Roberts ones, but fucking hell. I, I, I were in tears. I think mm. Jeff had a tear in his eye. I think it's when, uh, you know, like when they go on about you know when DDP sort of like bloody saved them and what have you and well it, it had it on many years to their lives and it was a
0: mm. you know
1: a bit a big a big thing that because um, um, what am I going to say but when they were going on about all the demons that they've had and you know like addictions and that yeah. uh, I don't I don't know it's sort of at home of it
2: I'm just uh, having a look at this class, Now you got Paul Bearer as well bloody hell that's a hell of a class. Yeah, a whole of the hall Le- was, Le- Le- was the other one, and uh, Carlos Colon senior. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, yeah the,
1: like. yeah. the later one was like the first. I think the first speech of the evening. But uh, no, um, yeah. Always remember that. Yeah, but yeah. Sad, sad, sad. that he's uh, like passed away. It was like complications, weren't it? It very was. Sim- yeah. Very similar to uh like chris candido one weren't it i think that was like a complications like a blood clot on yeah that, on that caused,
2: with the skulls case it was like three heart attacks in quick succession yeah. as well yeah. yeah so obviously obviously really sad stuff you know because he was yeah. only what 63 you know it's yeah. no age at all in all fairness yeah yeah
1: but uh no sad 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 times out that one um just to um, just end things on it, just say about that match anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, there was eight. You sent us a screenshot. I said eight minutes left.
2: You did, yeah. And this was and <laughs> Scott Hall's entrance. So Sid had not even made his entrance yet. This oh. was a. Yeah, this match went seven minutes, and it was really overbooked. And it was
1: TNA, it was a TNA It was. and
2: what's very strange is to talk about Death of Skull, this is his final appearance to WCW as well this is his final match and he doesn't appear ever again
1: In, in this, He doesn't have another world title
2: match does he, ever after no. this? No, he doesn't no, but I'll say Not even makes...
1: like a TNA one or a WWE,
2: uh, WWF No, no but I'd say this is his last world title match I believe I unless he had one in Johnny's quick New Japan run, but I don't think he did No yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, bad, <laughs> but um, yeah. Now I, I said that this with this match is very much TNA like in it.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, all the bumps, all the four referee bumps, or you know, Jarrett sorts four referees. So Roddy Piper comes out. I think this might be Roddy Piper's final WCW appearance as well, if I remember rightly. Right. Yeah. So bloody hell.
1: A lot of lot of things coming to end at this period in uh, WCW. Yeah, um, so is. Obviously, they, I think they had Hall in there to take the pinfall because Jarrett and Sid uh, mm. tracked out strong, weren't
2: it? But yeah, yeah.
1: yeah um, I went about two stars on this match.
2: Uh, I went harsh. Or I maybe,
1: went... oh, maybe less.
2: Yeah, I went one. It, it wasn't a. A good way for Scott to end his uh, WCW career early—it was just overbooked. Russo wannabe match, you know, in terms of structure, just wasn't great.
1: Slick Johnson were in there as well, who I think yeah. had been a, a Russo favourite. Yeah, yeah. It sort of, I, I, I know, I know, Kevin Sullivan was like head of sort of like a mix of uh, people on a booking committee, but you can't but help think mm. as Russo returned
2: in mm. this. I think they just basically said, oh yeah, what Russo did works, you know, we've just sacked him, let's just do that instead, literally makes yeah. no sense We should I have
1: found his book
2: Yeah, <laughs> they should have like massively changed direction to what they were doing and instead they went, oh yeah, we'll double down on the Russo stuff mm.
1: Yeah um, So yeah, Super Brawl 2000 That's that one done yeah. with God, we got Uncensored to go
2: Hey. <laughs> And the for, and for rest.
1: <laughs> and the rest. It's not, to be honest, folks, it's not a good pay-per-view. Um, no. When, when the highlight, I said to Chris earlier, when the highlight is Hulk Hogan versus Lex Luger, you know you're in trouble. Um, yeah. It, 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 no, it's not good. It's absolutely not good, this era of Kevin Sullivan booking. But, yeah, it's only, things can only get better as D Ream, Monsang,
2: or it could get worse.
1: Or oh, it could get worse. Who knows? Anyway, uh, Chris, do um, you have anything to plug? You've already plugged it. I, I've you?
2: already done it halfway through the show, yeah, but uh, at Cinematary for the socials, if you want to listen to a, a hover podcast, there you go. Great stuff. Um,
1: follow me um, at Part 3 on Twitter, also at GCPpodcast1, um, not Google Cloud Platform. Um we're, we're the wrestling podcast, <laughs> not the other GCP podcast. Uh, but fa- thanks for everyone who's um, downloaded the uh, first couple of shows. Anyway, it's good that you're uh, still wanting to hear us um, after our six week breakaway in uh, in retirement. Uh, so, but thanks for everyone who's uh, downloaded. Um, means a lot. Cheers, Chris. Anyway, very oh, much I'll See you
2: next month for uncensored. I guess
1: you you will you will do. May uh, God
2: have mercy on us all. Well.
1: <laughs> well, this has been a uh, GCP. Thank you and good night.